0: By the time you hear this podcast, you'll realize that all music is black music. By the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. We're rocking
1: out to some Jimi Hendrix to start the show. You'll find out why shortly. I bet you a lot of people are wearing his shirts, never heard this song. Hmm. (laughs) Youth is wasted on the young, as they say. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, so uh welcome to everyone listening and watching on facebook live uh thank you to all who have been listening and watching on facebook live we we took uh another ten days off again
2: um
1: but Super Bowl I'm kidding I didn't even watch it <laughs> i watched this I watched the
0: second half I can't yeah. not until the Falcons make it back. Congrats to the eagles i guess i'm I'm a Cowboys fan, but there's nothing to celebrate just because everyone in the in our division has a Super Bowl
1: now. Yeah,
0: like okay, so
1: <laughs> who cares? I don't. I didn't. Care. I didn't yeah. really want the
0: Eagles to win <laughs> because, like <laughs> I want them to stay winless. But yeah, they got they got their one.
1: I just thought about it. Yeah, they were the last team to do it. I guess yeah, because everyone else.
0: Everyone else has one. Well, so, everyone else has three, so they still got some catching up to do.
1: Hold on, so what, is Dallas is in that division? The Giants, Giants center, and, and the, the Washington team. Oh, okay. How many do they have? Washington they have three? has. Washington has three. The Giants have
0: four. Cowboys Jeez. have five. I didn't
1: know Washington had three. I thought they just had them all with Joe Gibbs and um and um Doug Banks. Williams. Doug, Doug Banks is a radio
0: host. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tony I Banks to say, is. I to say a Doug Tony Banks is a quarterback.
0: I said Doug Eubanks, but he played for the uh, played for the Ravens. Doug Tony Banks, but Doug Williams. Right, I said it again. Doug Williams. Doug Williams. <laughs> yes, from Doug Grambling. Williams. But um, yeah, he had one with uh, Joe Theismann, Joe Gibbs. Okay, he won three with three different quarterbacks. That's like boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's crazy with him.
1: Yeah, he had Joe Theismann, then Doug Williams, and then Mark Rippin. And now he has a very successful racing team. Yep. Which I did not know. But, yeah. All right. Props. All right.
0: Um, we'll be getting to something related to the Super Bowl shortly. Yeah. But uh, to everyone who's been listening and watching, we do thank you very much. And uh, if you want to tell someone how they can get to us, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you're already there. Yeah, you found us. So, Facebook facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Uh, we also have a website, which I need to update. By the time you hear this dot com, um, which is a blog style website, you can listen to all our episodes and also click on links and videos to topics that we discuss. Um, that uh, the website and the Facebook URL are spelled with the word "you." By the time you hear this, while you, if you want to get with us on Instagram or on Instagram at by the time you hear this, spelled with the letter you because
1: we're upstanding.
0: Yes, and not under investigation.
1: You wouldn't understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is also the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, you can send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we will play mm-hmm. your music for no charge.
1: Hmm.
0: We're here to promote you. We're here to help you. Yeah.
1: We we just like music, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what we're about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and also, If you want to listen to us on the go, you can download our podcast, subscribe, leave a, leave a review. I haven't asked to leave a five-star review. (laughs) Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple podcast. If you have an iPhone,
1: be mighty nice of you.
0: If you have an Android, go to the Google music app. I don't know if you can put
1: reviews on there.
0: I would think you would. I, uh, I don't remember. If there's a place to leave a review yeah, or leave, a rating, yeah, leave one for us there. Yeah, we would appreciate it quite. You can also listen to us on uh, several other apps. There's TuneIn Radio. There is Auto Radio, Overcast, um, Castbox, Satchel Podcast Player.
1: How is auto radio spelled? Is it like a U T O O T T O. So it, is, okay. I kept thinking it was like the Ottoman empire. So <laughs> that's yeah. what I, okay. So I was short right. for Ottoman. <laughs> I, was, I was
0: right. <laughs> um, let me go back to my list. I am, uh, I am cheating. Um, so iTunes, of course, Podomatic, Castbox, box, podcast player, TuneIn radio, overcast auto radio, and Google music. That's where you can listen to us on the go and any other, uh, app, uh, aggregate podcast app. There was one I tried to get us on. They never responded. Oh, um, so be it. Well, we don't need them clearly. (laughs) 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 All right. So let's get to our music news.
1: Um, they're not going to see that if they didn't watch us, they're not going to see what I just did. It won't make any sense.
0: You'll have if you're if you're listening and you didn't see the Facebook Live video you have to you have to watch that to yeah. see <laughs>
1: for the T V audience.
0: <laughs> um I'd like to send a uh, the uh, condolences and um a rest in peace to Dennis Edwards, uh former lead singer of the Temptations. Uh he passed away. Um When did this happen? This happened on the third so uh last saturday first. or i had the third okay oh, i'm sorry it was the first, first yeah it was the first so last thursday uh, his birthday was on the third so okay. it was two days before his 75th birthday so he was 74 years old um he like said he's um most notably a lead singer with the temptations uh, and three different mm-hmm. uh stints um he is known as the guy who replaced david Ruffin mm-hmm. pretty much that was, that's his claim to fame, but still uh he made a name for himself with the group. They won their first Grammy with him as the lead singer
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know for people who saw the the mini series in which we have an episode about that mm-hmm. um not am not a lot was said not a lot he wasn't uh featured probably it was more about the the classic lineup i guess you would say with david ruffin even though when they got inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame dennis edwards was part of that so, so for better words <laughs> <laughs> so you know he was there you know he you know he was still a, a major contributor um
1: and uh uh i want wh- to see if you're going to say what i'm thinking you're gonna say
0: oh wait i don't i don't know what you think I'm going like to th- say. don't look any further oh well of course when he went solo he's you known for the song don't look any further um what which had one of the lowest budgeted
1: videos <laughs> of all time um to quote kathy griffin they spent tens of dollars <laughs> on that video. <laughs> uh, it's awful go check it out yeah <laughs> pause right now. I mean, don't if you're watching the Facebook live feed, don't. But like, if you're listening to the podcast, pause and go watch that video. Don't look
0: any further. Dennis Edwards featuring Sita <laughs> Garrett.
1: It's so bad.
0: Just just <laughs> the it lowest of budgets. It,
1: the music video for the song has been described as what might be the worst music video ever. It even puts the dots in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, just go, go, go check it out. Yeah, it's really bad.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the song was also famously um, sampled by Tupac yeah. for Hit Him Up.
1: Um, Brilliantly, I might add. Yeah.
0: Very well. Um, and there was also some uh, allegations that his wife may have been abusing him shortly before his mm-hmm. death. I'm not sure what the... Um, of any details specifically with that, uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that. He had been uh, battling with meningitis before then, but uh, yeah, there was there's there's an investigation going into was he going through any abuse before uh, before he passed. Um, he leaves. Um, <clears throat> mm, this is interesting. Uh, Aretha Franklin admired him and her song daydreaming, uh, was inspired by Dennis Edwards. Um,
1: never heard that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard that either. And he was briefly married to Ruth pointer, um, of the pointer sisters, yeah. and they had one daughter, Issa pointer, um, also another, um, other music related news, another, uh, as you say, this is an actor who passed, but he played on a musical show. Mm-hmm. Mark Solling, uh, who played puck on Glee, um, was, uh, found dead on January 30th and his death has been ruled a suicide. Um, he was, uh, under investigation or it was in the, in the midst of a, a case in which he was charged with possession of child pornography, Um, And it looked like he was going to, uh, he actually had entered a guilty plea on December 18th and was scheduled to be sentenced on March 7th facing four to seven years in prison as part of a plea deal. And uh, he had agreed to pay each victim um, $50,000 in restitution if they requested it. Oh wow. Uh, And now the victims will have to sue his estate if they, still request it, but the case has been officially
1: dismissed. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I just saw that. That's, I imagine the suicide had something to do with what he was going through. Yeah. I have to imagine it did. Um, so it's, uh,
0: it's unfortunate. Like it's sad. Like, yeah, I went read about all around. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, it, he looks like he did. It, he go to jail, but, um, you know, so now, uh, now that is is two. Um, members of the cast of Glee. Um
1: Oh yeah. Um what was the other guy's name?
0: Uh Cory Cory Monteith okay. who played Finn. Yeah. Um so uh That's why yeah. they're not I don't they're not the they the deaths aren't connected but no, uh, no, it's but... they were you know they were uh two of the two of the male leads on that show.
1: Oh they were okay. Yeah, I much. remember Finn I didn't, I mean, you know, I didn't watch the show, so I don't know much about them, but he looks, Mark Soling looks familiar. I don't remember. He who. was,
0: he was, was basically Finn's best friend. Okay. And. Was it
1: Finn gay? No. 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 Okay. I thought one of them was
0: Finn. Okay. I know you watched the first season with Matt. Like there was I watched a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> there was like Quinn who got pregnant. Okay. To where it looked like it was Finn's, but it's actually Puck's. Uh-huh who was his best friend.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. That was the kind of storyline for the first season. Okay. Okay. I know what you're much. talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. just a weird situation. No, it was We're crazy all Dude, It was crazy all around. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, our last episode, we... Uh, talked about the Grammys made our predictions um i didn't write down what we actually predicted I sort
1: of remember uh,
0: uh, i know for um album of the year twenty four karat magic um i know- i think I picked it
2: yeah and I you and that.
0: jay both picked uh I picked Dan. damn yeah um for record of the year that went to um 24 karat magic which I was very disappointed <laughs> um I'm trying to remember I think I picked humble for that one
1: I thought you picked 24 karat to go cause you, th- you said it would be I know good.
0: I know I picked song of the year that's what I like for song of the year okay maybe that was that's what I'm thinking of. okay and for record of the year I think I picked uh humble okay
1: I, I went with uh not stay woke red bone mm. <laughs> um very disappointed that they really didn't show much love to Childish Gambino.
0: I, feel, I think they were just going to give him one. Like, okay, we'll give him one. Yeah. um We can't give it to him for the album. I, I, I think it might have been too much to give him the best R&B album. <laughs> um, which went to 24 Karat Magic, I think, for I think best R&B album. I'm looking now. And for best urban, urban contemporary, yeah. they couldn't give it to him. They gave it to the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was a makeup call because they did not nominate him really for anything
1: else. <laughs> so um, now we can say Grammy um, Grammy Award winner Dave Chappelle.
0: Yes, uh, I didn't know that that was made in, into an album. So uh, for those who have watched his Netflix specials, the first two, yeah, is is an album.
1: I have to imagine well. he better do it with these other two. The last two he did because they're really good too. I
0: think I think he, well that, that he'll get nominated next year. Yeah, should be. Hmm. Um, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I think they're they're kind of like I kind of like. Oh, I like them better. Mm-hmm. I like the second two better. Yeah,
1: me too. The first ones weren't bad, but the second ones. No, the, he the was first in, the
0: first two are they're good. The he first was in two rare form
1: in, the, in these last but two. <laughs> the second
0: two like. Um, yeah, no, and I, it doesn't matter what on Love said. He, <laughs> what does he know? Exactly. He he is the claim the fame is being on playing Big Worm and being on the Parenthood. The
1: Parenthood. That's where I remember him from the first time I saw him.
0: Well, and if you also want to say, oh, he played Maurice Starr.
1: <laughs> Not a claim story. to fame. <laughs> Not a claim to fame. So apparently. I still uh, don't know why he
0: was on the Breakfast Club for that interview anyway, but. Who knows? Um, Alessia
1: Cara, won best new artist. Apparently yeah. she got a lot of hate for that.
0: Uh, do you know why? I, I, I saw it, but I didn't know. really look into it. Like, what's. I mean. Like, if
1: you thought Lil Uzi Vert deserved it over Alessia Cara, go. Go My home. My only criticism of
0: that is she should have been eligible last year. Yeah. I don't know if she would have won last year, but she should have been eligible last year. But as we have seen in the past,
1: Grammys don't care. (laughs) Grammys will, like, Shelby Lynn, they'll wait till you've been at this for, like... Ten years. Yeah. Like, oh, you're seven albums ten years in? Okay, I think... I guess you've made it to the public consciousness. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's
1: go ahead and give it to you. So,
0: yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't mind her winning. Uh, Producer of the year, Greg Kirsten. Uh, who produced for um, just a bunch of people.
1: Yeah, he didn't really have a one project that he worked on. Yeah. He was all over the place. Um,
0: uh, I, I feel like my prediction for next year is that um, the Neptunes are going to win. For
2: Working their work with Justin on, Timberlake, yeah, working back with Migos,
0: um, their own album. Uh, they are... Uh, they're, they're back. Yeah. So I think they're going to win next year. Um,
1: and they sound yeah. different. When I heard, um, supplies, I'd have never known that was a Pharrell. song. no, that I it, heard, that, uh, that change their change.
0: Uh, stir fry by Migos. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that was, I mean, I, it, it kind of, it felt like it could have been them, but only because I had heard lemon already. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to which,
1: which they're... there's um, apparently like, Kendra's like, jam. Lemon? Yes. Yeah. She was going hard to that song last <laughs> week. It's like, what is this? I've never heard that song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it's, uh, and I saw a video to where basically with Lemon, and they did this with Stir Fry as well. They took the classic New Orleans bounce yeah. sound and slowed it down a little bit. And then, you know, put their own touches yeah.
1: on it. With Rihanna, right? She was on that track, Rihanna. Well, on Lemon. Yeah. On Lemon, okay,
0: yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Um any were there any surprises to you? I didn't watch the ceremony, so I don't I I saw a couple of performances. I saw um it was Keb Moe and Keb Moe? Keb Moe.
1: He's still around? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. He
0: performed with um. Oh, I can't remember the other guy he performed with, but it
1: was a, it was traditional blues song and I like it, it sounded really good. It's been a minute since I've seen him. Um, I didn't know he was still around doing stuff. Uh, I think it was called diving duck blues.
0: <clears throat> Taj Mahal and Keb Mo.
1: Okay. I don't know who the Taj Mahal is. <laughs>
0: uh, He's a he's a blues artist. Okay, uh, but they performed that on
1: the show, and that was that was pretty good. Um, so I wonder what yeah. Bon Iver thought of that. Like they have real artists on. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to get. Into I don't. That. I, I, he probably
0: didn't like who was like winning. Winning.
1: Stop hating. Because they kept <laughs> and
0: Taj Mahal. They won for best traditional blues album. Okay. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar still he swept the rap category. I thought that it was phenomenal. He's going to get you. I, I, you don't normally see that, but he swept the rap cat. He won all four awards in that category. Yeah, I,
1: I think he's going to get some makeup awards down the line, I believe. Like, I don't think they hate him. I think they're just like, we don't want to, like, we're going to give you all of this, kind of like they've done to, like, Kanye West. Like, I think Kanye West has a big award coming. I
0: I, I thought Kanye was going to win Album of the Year soon enough, but I feel like on his, maybe this last, well, with with Life of Pablo, he has beef with the Academy.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think now he's not going to win it. He didn't care. I don't think he's going to get it now because he's speaking out against the Academy now. Um, I think if Kendrick Lamar plays it cool, maybe next album he gets that he wins the award. But like
0: well, it, it depends on if like how much he how much it matters to him, because yeah. with Kanye, it it really mattered to him to win. and
1: I don't get why, like I well,
0: because in the history of the Grammys, only two hip-hop projects have ever won album of the Year.
1: No, I totally get it. I just I guess for me, and of course, it's easy for me to say, you know, doing what I do, not being you know in their shoes, I wouldn't, like with what I've seen, I don't know if I'd even want the award anymore. Because I've seen who they've given it to, and I'm like, it just don't mean as much to me anymore. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you know, it's like setting a passing record in the NFL now. No one runs. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's not hollow, but it's like, you know, come on, man. Like, you know, we pass
0: 5,000 5, yards is ho-hum now. Like, yeah. Drew Brees has done it four or five times. Yeah, exactly. It's like getting a good
1: passing record now. It's like, okay, well, someone else will break it next year. <laughs> I mean, hell, Nick Foles in his first five games, granted he just won the Super Bowl, you know, power to him. But, like, he set a record, like, his first five games. Through, like, 19 touchdowns yeah, you know,
0: interceptions or something. Nick Foles, people.
1: <laughs> Nick Foles, the backup. So I'm just saying, like, you know, winning a Grammy now, to me, I've seen them give it to, like, such subpar performances and, and, and records and things. And they're all over the place that, like, eh, I mean, if I win one, thanks. I'm not going to, like, you know. I'm not going to break the, the Grammy, <laughs> but like, I'm really just, you know, unless you're John Mayer who did break his in half and gave half of it to Alicia Keys the year he won for daughters. Cause he felt that if Fan got you was an equally deserving song. So where it's legend has, he just broke the Grammy in half and gave her half of it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> which I started after that. I did start to put together what I thought a profile. And I'll talk about that on another episode one day, but the profile of, how to get nominated for song of the year. Cause mm. it was happening at the, cause when I saw the reason by who didn't get nominated, I was like, Oh, that's what you got to do. Okay. I started to figure it out. Um, but I mean, divide got best, um, pop album. I was surprised that better man didn't win best country call. for, um, divide for not not, him for anything for <laughs> not nominating him
0: for anything else. Yeah.
1: And, and, and the person we're going to talk about in their interview later Said he's one of the people he feels is making really good music now, so take that for what it's
0: worth. One thing, um, there was a lot of politicalization, politicization, Mm -hmm. whatever that word is. You know what I'm saying? I got you, bro. I got you. But um, (laughs) um, a lot of people felt that, and like, and like I said, with Bruno Mars, there isn't a lot of depth to his lyrics. No,
1: he's the safe option. But people
0: wanted like something deep and meaningful, like "Damn" to
1: win. Or even what melodrama, because she's uh, she's supposed to be. Hey, I'm just saying. Look, she's supposed to be deep. And uh, look, hipsters, uh, <laughs> you got your one.
0: Okay, Arcade <laughs> Fire, you got your one. No, just <laughs> never. Right, no,
1: they'll never. They'll never be. That's not happening again. <laughs> unless, like, unless Radiohead comes up with like a really like epic double um, album that that is mm, pop enough. Yeah, it has it's to not be happening. Pop enough. Again. It's not happening. <laughs> like, it's not. I'm sorry. It's just not happening again. Like, you'd have to have, like, weird, it's like... I think
0: Radiohead fans will be mad either way. Because if they make a great album that's popular and mm-hmm. you hear stuff on the radio... And they just get nominated. But, and they get nominated. <laughs> but they're still... And even if they win, yeah. they'll still be mad because that album is not as good as Kid A
1: or <laughs> OK Computer. <laughs> well, I was going to say they'll make OK Computer 2. And it'll be a double album... It'll be the most epic thing. It'll top all the charts.
0: No, no, no. Not not a good computer too. Kid B
1: <laughs> and then it'll lose to like Beyonce or something. Like it'll lose to just like and they'll be like, No, no. See
0: it can't it can't lose to Beyonce. Because Beyonce it's gonna be someone it's gonna be Taylor Swift. Oh, or God. it's gonna be Adele. Adele, 'cause Adele that would, like that she, actually she, might make me mad. She cut <laughs> her
1: break she cut her ten year break in half. <laughs> she made another album. So what she would but she be what, thirty <laughs> two? That's the name It'd be of the 30. album. It'd, It'd, be
0: be 30. 30. It'd be thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, um there I think that um the well like I was saying before with with Bruno Mars, the Academy was thinking safe.
1: Yeah.
0: It would have been too much it would have been much of it would have been an uproar if Kendrick Lamar had won. I would have wanted him to win. I think a lot of people would say that he won. It was, but I think it would have been
1: an uproar because of... of um, we had a number one single. I think I think if any album's going to win by him, it's that one. But people would be looking at Kendrick Lamar politically. Or they'll look at uh, Jay-Z politically. Jay-Z, I could
0: see, yeah. Because they have, in a way, opposed <laughs> the president. And what's one thing that was weird is that... Um, Van Jones has a TV show now, Mm -hmm. and on his first show, he had Jay-Z as a guest, and Jay-Z called Donald Trump the super bug. (laughs) But other people came back at him like, oh, this is coming from the former drug dealer. Everyone knows Jay-Z is a former drug dealer. No, You you know who said that? He raps about it all his—I know Tommy
1: Lawrence. Yeah, she said, I don't— Oh, and she listens to 21 Savage. Yeah, I don't take anything she says serious. Go somewhere, Tommy Lauren. I hope she's listening. Some other people said it, too. Some other people <laughs> okay, said it, I was going to say, I, I hope she's listening. Um,
0: <laughs> some other people said, like, made reference to Jay-Z being a drug dealer. Yeah, we all know Jay-Z's a drug dealer. Is he
1: dealing drugs now? And I'm pretty sure Donald Trump was a drug, <laughs> u- drug user. <laughs> you will tell me that dude didn't do coke? In the 80s, every rich person did coke in the 80s. In the 80s? In the '70s, last week, <laughs> last week, <laughs> and let me tell you something, people. This might shock you, but Trump was a rich man in the '70s. I, I know, I know, I know. Right? You didn't see that, you know? Like, yeah, he was probably when he met Ivanka, not Ivanka, but when he met Melania. When did he meet Melania? I know they got married in like 2004, 2005. Yes, he he probably met her doing. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I know
0: their, their anniversary was recent, and you know the get, talk shows talked about it. Don't want to get put on the list.
1: Yeah. Well, the, Donald Trump was born rich. He was born rich. Mm. No, I just don't want to get put on like an FBI watch list. Okay, right? I ain't trying to get that noise. Remember he got that small loan of a million dollars to start his business? Anyway. The uh, fact that he had the, the nerve to say that. It was such a small smallest, loan. Smallest. Like the smallest loan ever. <laughs> <laughs> of all the loans, it was the smallest.
0: But um, I think it would have been looked at. Uh, well, Jay, the, on that show... Um, I uh, said he called Donald Trump a super bug, and then we we're saying like, "Well, he's a drug dealer, and he's uh he cheated on his wife," and we know that already. But that doesn't mean he it can't have an opinion. And Donald and Donald Trump
1: didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like come on, y'all. I believe the term is a uh, physician heal thyself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, physician heal thyself. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with that. Yeah. Oh man! It's like I am rubber, you are glue. Everything you say is was about you, <laughs> was about me, and it's about you. It's just like yeah, go ahead. I mean, whatever.
0: <laughs> um, any other any surprises to you from the Grammys?
1: Nah, just that the Better Man didn't win. Um, Country Song of the Year, I really thought it it had a shot. Um, other than that, I feel like everything was kind of chalk. One thing I wanted to ask you
0: about, uh, and more the politicization of the Grammys, mm-hmm. um. It was one of the pop song categories in which Ed Sheeran's Shape of You Mm -hmm. beat Praying by Kesha. And it came off as, oh, a song about a man looking at a woman's body beats a
1: song uh, about overcoming rape. So this is where a lot of people disagree with me. Music is is just that music is music. If you want to make a statement... You know, go write an opinion piece in the New York Times. Just being real. Or go write a novel. Um, For me, I don't care how personal your song was. I love a good personal song, but I also want it to sound good. (laughs) I'm just being real. I want it to sound good. Praying was not really that good of a song. Just throwing that out there. I mean, like, strong message. I like that. But you know what else was a good song with a strong message? Not ready to make nice. Nice. That had a strong message, but it also was a good song and it won song of the year. So like that's I feel like that's what you got to look at. Like, did it have a good message and was it like pleasant to the ears?
0: Well, and also consider are Grammy should
1: Grammy voters consider uh, the social climate with music. Depends on the statement you want to make. I feel like some years they might. That's the thing, should they be trying to make a statement? No, it's not their job. You made the statement by the making end. the there song. The end. That's that's the end right there. <laughs> you made the statement by making the song. So it's let, not it's not up
0: to Grammy voters yeah. to make a statement.
1: Let the song let the song make the statement on it. like let the song stand. Yeah. Don't ever feel that you have to win a and I mean granted I'm not here to give him advice, but ever, don't ever feel like you need a Grammy to validate something that you did that you felt was good. I, that's just how I am. That's, that's why I feel like some people put too much stock in the Grammys. Like you don't need the Grammys to validate you. Did you do well with the song? Yeah. Did you make a lot of money? Yeah. You're validated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you know. I don't know. That's just me though. Like you know, and you're right. I agree. It's like it's not the Grammys' job to make a statement. It's the Academy's job to vote on what they feel is the best song. So yeah the
0: end. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a picture of, um, if anyone saw the pic, the, the video earlier this week about the scientist, um, reconstructing what Nefertiti looked like.
1: <laughs> Did you see the cheddar man? Did you see yeah, that one? Yeah. The I saw, black dude I saw with that blue one. eyes. And someone's like, run and tell Trump that he came from a black person. <laughs> <laughs> Is it supposed to be the original? And it was just like um, we came from black people. I'm like I've I I thought that was common knowledge. Like they don't call Africa the cradle of civilization for nothing. <laughs> I mean, like I thought that's. But whatever. But yeah, I saw that Nefertiti was you know, she was white. Yeah, you know, no.
0: Uh, I posted a a video where uh, <laughs> just like this isn't this isn't. uh, Sarah Nefertiti. <laughs> this isn't Jenny Nefertiti. What
1: was um God, what was her name that played um No, I can't think of from the movie that played Cleopatra?
0: Elizabeth Taylor? Yes,
1: Elizabeth Taylor. I was gonna say Earth the Kit, but like no, that's Catwoman. Elizabeth Taylor. N- no.
0: I do have a feeling like there's gonna be a gods of Gods of Egypt sequel with like Jennifer Lawrence or Emily Blunt as Nefertiti.
1: Yeah, they're the hot actresses right now. And if that happens,
0: we as black people are um, we are obligated to burn down every movie theater that
1: plays. No, that. you no, we, you get even. Um let's make a movie about World War II. Winston Churchill is black. <laughs> 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 Adolf Hitler's a light skin. <laughs> <I was> st- <laughs> and he wants to he wants to get rid of all the dark the dark skins. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could totally but, see that. Uh so what uh, was it a picture of um, Get Even. Like they said, we could we
0: reconstructed Nefertiti into what she might actually look like. So what uh, has we reconstructed Elvis and this is what he looked like when he was alive. I'll show Ben a picture here.
1: Yes. Like I say, get even. Get even. I'm not a spiteful person. I just like comedy. <laughs> a black Elvis? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. He already danced like he was. He got, he got all his moves for black people. Yeah. He learned music for black people. He danced like he was. He sung like he was. He, he probably got down. He Elvis had to go to a few fresh fish, fish fries.
0: He went to fish fries. <laughs> he went He went
1: to cookouts.
0: He's yeah. from Mississippi. He's from Mississippi.
1: <laughs> there he were probably played catfish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, why not? You know, for all we know, he might have an aligo. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'ma stop. This is kinda of gone left. But no, that's funny. Like I say, get even. Like that's funny as hell. Elvis is Elvis is a black man. That's hilarious. But um that's kind of a preview of our of our
0: main topic. But anyway, um so uh back in our days <laughs> when uh there was new music out, we would go to the music store or any place that sold music and we would buy the music. Um, and they came on these, uh, nifty little things called compact discs. What's the last CD you bought? That's what I was going to ask you. Can you remember <laughs> the last CD I bought? I really think the last CD I bought may have been like 10 years ago. Wow.
1: I cannot remember the last CD I
0: bought. And it was, um, I know it's the Incubus album, the one that had uh,
1: Anna Molly and Dig on it. Okay, that was Light Grenades. Light Grenades. Light Grenades. That was the last city I bought. God, it might have been further back from me. I really want to think I might have been in high school. It might have been "Love Is Here" by Star Sailor. <laughs> um, it could have been "February Sun" by Oleander. Like it was a long time ago, because then I got a CD burner, and like that was it was over.
0: Yeah, and we were using Kazaa and Ares and LimeWire. I was looking to see
1: when something like Human came out. That was two (laughs) thousand. So I don't know. It was was fuel. Yeah, yeah, fuel. Something like Human with Humorage in My Hands, and I I had that CD. Yeah, I remember you said you got a radio contest, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's I mean it's been a long, long. And and I mean, this is for myself. I'm pretty sure I've bought other people CDs, but for myself, it's been a long time. Yeah. And now Walmart, not Walmart, they still have CDs, but not Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. So Best Buy will no longer be selling CDs. Um, yeah. Smart, smart move. I mean, at this point, it's just taking up space. Um, you need that space for things that move, you know? So why have CDs in there? And I mean, I, I felt like they're like trying to give them away. Last time I was in there, like they were so cheap. And so you got to imagine if they're like insanely cheap and people still aren't buying them, you got to go. <laughs> like you got like now you're just you're taking up, Which you know, like
0: five ninety nine.
1: And I imagine pretty soon that might happen to Blu-rays because they're insanely cheap now. Like, you can get a Blu-ray for like eight bucks. So, like, how long to, like, man, forget this. Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sell, like, cards for digital downloads.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy that, um, well, that they were a lot, they were still around as long as they were, especially after, um, uh, streaming services and the, um, with iTunes coming along, mm-hmm. iTunes started in 2001. Yeah, so um, it's it's a it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a punch to the childhood to me. To me, <laughs> um, but it was what else is Best Buy going to do? Yeah, just sell electronics. That's that's what you're known for. And I think it would open things up for them to where they could do more as far as um i mean every every a lot of companies are trying to get their own streaming services going mm-hmm. like disney has um i think um uh, like youtube is is doing like a like original not like yeah. have your own channel Everyone's got like an anyone has channel, but yeah. they're they're making like full length Feature films mm. and and TV shows, and there of course Hulu has the original stuff. Amazon has original yeah. stuff. Uh, Best Buy could do something as far as music goes, but they're probably a well, they're about seven eight years
1: behind. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't imagine like like the Best Buy record label. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like rappers B BB records. Like <laughs> future episode, just
0: so we can reminisce on all of this. Uh, we have to do an episode about Empire Records.
1: Oh yes. Yes, like, is there like a, I don't know, like Indie Week or something? Like, that's such an, yeah. I feel like that's, like, that'd be a part of, like, Indie Month. Like, just talk about, like, I don't want to say crappy. I don't want to offend the Indie listeners because they're really sensitive. But, like, you know, just, like, overrated Indie music that people just think is good because it's Indie.
3: Like, like, Bell like and Radiohead.
1: And, Bell and, yeah, Belle and Sebastian and <laughs> of Monsters and Men. And, like It's like these awful, like... Arcade Fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they get cred because they didn't try hard. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um okay, well we got we got to get back to this. That uh, was
1: the best. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
0: I was looking up um, actually I was I was doing research for a future episode, just like basic research.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I kind of want to do an episode about Trevor Horn. Okay. And he produced for Belle and Sebastian. I heard so much. Of, I heard that name so much, but mm-hmm. I didn't know who they were. But I listened to a couple of their songs. They are they they perfectly fall into this quirky indie pop. Yeah, <clears throat> hipster. I live in Little Five Cabbage Town.
1: Yeah, um, they're like they're like thirty years too late. Like they were yeah. they were made for the seventies. <laughs> but like you know, like I don't know. It's, it's just funny to me. So yeah, I'm down for that. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be down the line.
0: Um Justin Timberlake's halftime show.
2: Woo.
1: All right. What'd you yeah. think? I enjoyed it. Um <clears throat> so we gotta be careful when, you know, of course we live in the moment. You know, we're prisoners of the moment, so um and of course after the Prince Halftime you know Show. Weird?
0: People are prisoners in the moment both ways to where something's like this is the best ever and this is the worst
1: ever and that's where I was going too so like after the Prince show a lot of people are like this is the best ever pump the brakes let's wait let's like give it a year or two to marinate went back and watched it okay yeah it is one of the best ever it's really good I put it up there with Michael Jackson's it's really really good and I think the biggest thing about Prince's show was it wasn't complicated not once did he walk off the stage it was Prince a backing band, two dancers. That's it.
0: I think the <laughs> the only thing that that may have looked even slightly complicated is he played like three different guitars. Yeah. Um but if if you you know a guitarist changes during the show, yeah, that's that takes two seconds yeah. if you've done it enough times. And I'm surprised
1: <laughs> going back, I'm surprised he played the symbol guitar. Cause he's been noted. He's been known to say he hates the way that guitar sounds. He he's like God, it just sounds awful. He said it before. So anytime I see him play it, I'm like, he's it doing so, it for show. So, yeah, it was just for show. It's for so show. people could see it. Cause that the Stratocaster, not the Stratocaster he played, but the Telecaster he played second was probably the best sounding guitar he played that night. Um, I would have loved to have seen him come out with the Flying V. But besides the point, I'm getting off topic but
0: here. It, the thing, okay, like with Prince, what made <clears> it great is. You realize how the the great songs that he had, yeah, and two, you can't beat playing Purple Rain in the, the rain. rain, yeah. You
1: can't beat that, and not not only that, but like it was so Prince, like yeah. it wasn't gimmicky. It was just it was Prince, and we and we we
0: talked and we played the clip on an, on an earlier episode. I think it was our top five Prince songs mm-hmm. to where when um, the producers <laughs> the of the halftime show. <laughs> Called him the morning of, like, okay, Prince, it's going to be raining, and he's like, "Can you make Can it you rain, rain harder?" harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like the 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 environment of it all made that great, yeah. and what made Michael Jackson's great is. It never been done before, like that. it hadn't been mm-hmm. done before, and you have the biggest pop star in the world.
1: Yeah, like he, the first time performing he it, in
0: front of the world, like
1: you go for broke,
0: <laughs> and he and he went all out. He had yeah. the, like the clones, like at the top of the stadium, Um and then he just and then like what seemed like the longest pause ever. Yeah, he was starting to Which,
1: if you ask the producers, it was the longest pause
0: ever. <laughs> so, uh, in in its own way,
1: it was great. Yeah. And so with this show, it wasn't the best I've ever seen, but it definitely wasn't the worst. As many people have said, it was basically you have you know one of the biggest pop stars in recent memory, and he comes out and he does his songs, and he does them well. Like he he, I didn't see any any mess ups or anything like that.
0: No, I mean I I thought I felt the sound was a little off.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just because of
0: what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean it's pro- it's <clears throat> there are probably some parts of the show that are like it. The way we see it on TV is way different than what yeah. anybody saw in the stadium. And he used the whole stadium. He, that's yeah. that's one part I liked. He used the entire space. Yeah.
1: He used the field. He used um, the back room, like just like a back yeah. room, like it's. And I think maybe, and I'm trying to remember, I think that kind of might have started with Lady Gaga last year, standing up on top of the stadium, yeah. singing "God Bless America." Now I think I think hers was better, but that's just because I think Lady Gaga's a better performer. Like yeah. all in all, I think she's a better performer, but with her singing, God bless America with the, uh, with the drones, you know, forming the flag and then she bungee jumps down onto the field. And I think they're like, Hey, let's go with this. And so well, this year they started him out in the back room singing filthy. He walks out like he'd literally used the entire stadium as a stage. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I imagine it was, if anything, it might've technically been more difficult than any other halftime show they've done. Because if you think about this, he did that in one shot. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was on one stage and, you know, went from like he's like walking from here to here. It was like one long, continuous shot. Probably took a lot of energy to do because he's at certain points, he's just running. Then he's got to stop on a dime and sing and dance. And then he's got to get to the like after the Prince tribute, he comes down from the stage off the piano and he has to basically get. And I'm sure it's timed because you're what you got, like, what, 15 minutes, maybe to do your show.
0: Max. Like, but. but You get 15 minutes probably for your whole the whole slot, yeah. But you probably need to do it in like 12 and a half, 13.
1: Yeah. And so, as a matter of fact, I think 13 was the the exact time on the YouTube video from start to finish. So he's got to hustle it from like one side of the field where the piano is, get down while singing the beginning words to "Mirrors," time it perfectly, get on the stage, start the song. Consider that. (laughs) I,
0: I, I, uh, if you listen, I'm. I am a producer, co-host of a show called Sports Roundtable. Uh, uh, you can also subscribe to that on Apple <laughs> Podcasts or listen live um, every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on srtradio.com and the thereal1100.com. But anyway, um, I said that he tried to do all his songs.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that felt like 30 songs. <laughs> but um, also consider that y- he has to know like he didn't do like whole songs. No, he did snippets of songs. Like this song, we're doing the first verse. This yeah. song is just the bridge. This song, we started the second verse. So you yeah. have to know where all the um, all his lyrics are going, yeah. um, and all the choreography. Yeah, and all it did, and consider all the technical stuff that went with it,
1: like the blocking alone. Yeah, would have to be difficult. I like, mean, it's
0: it's something that like. That's why they have to announce it in like October. Because I would definitely say, from <laughs> a you gotta, technical standpoint, put it together, and
1: it was that. probably one of the more difficult shows to put on. Because you could tell by the end of it, I, he looked like he was like, man, <laughs> like, like this was Cause hard. The, I because
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, like, because uh, when I, I watched it um, on YouTube from YouTube, yeah, me too. I didn't watch it live, but I thought that when he did mirrors, it's like, okay, this is the end. Yeah. And then it stopped. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that was, that was pretty, and
1: then he came, <laughs>
0: when kids started to be like, yeah. oh, he had to keep
1: going. going yeah. I
0: felt, that's why I felt like he did like 30 songs. Yeah. He
1: just kept going. And so, I, I mean, if you really think about it, like very difficult from a technical standpoint, but I think, but I think also that might've hurt it a little bit because he was trying to do so much. He wasn't able to just do like a few things really great. Um, what,
0: um, a part that I did like is when he did suit and tie with the mic stand. Yeah.
1: Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Although, shout out Um, to Chris. He said he was cheating and Usher does it with the real mic stand. (laughs) He was like, that's cheating. Usher does it with the real mic stand. I'm like, wow, well, they didn't want to mess up. Well,
0: I, yeah, but like, he didn't want to like to like fall over or he'll like trip on something. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is the Super yeah. Bowl. This ain't just a show yeah. and like you know. This
0: scene around the world. You don't you don't want to mess up. This
1: is not a Tuesday night in New Orleans. You like, saw how is... many
0: memes came up when Tom Brady dropped that pass.
1: Oh, that was so funny. I saw that like one
0: a thousand to... memes <laughs> like five seconds after that happened. Oh, that was great. That was great. But um, I think that uh, I, I, I I think what would have helped
2: mm-hmm.
0: is I, I well one if you saw Lady Gaga I'd do it with no features. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she did. <laughs> he did it with no features, but it, I I don't have a problem if you have features. Like I was I was hoping Janet Jackson or InSync would show
1: up. I was definitely hoping for InSync. Yeah, uh,
0: that would have made it more complete to me. That's why I mentioned the the sports roundtable because that that's why I said it would have felt more complete to me if Janet or
1: InSync was there. Yeah, to Lady Gaga's like to be fair, she doesn't really do a lot of features. She's only got really two famous ones I can think of that come to mind. One is Beyonce, and, and Beyonce other, was there the year before. So <laughs> yeah. And the other's oh, R. <laughs> Kelly, and they're not letting no. him anywhere near the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So like with Ju- but Justin has like he he has a lot of features. Like he he could have brought out the clips if he really wanted to. He could have brought it in sync. He just did a song for Stapleton. He could have brought Natalie out Timbaland. Furtado. Yeah, he could have brought out a lot of people, but Pharrell. Pharrell um, yeah he has it. Well, he has
0: something to be with Beyonce too.
1: I was expecting to see the girl who sang the background vocals on rock your body. I I thought she was there. I thought I heard her, but it was just a recording. I was very sad. Oh yeah. So how did it that.
0: But I think what's part of it is that, um, you have to, I think the artist has to pay to be there. The NFL does not pay the artist to do the halftime show. I
1: know at one point they were trying to get them to, and everyone bucked at it. Basically. What they wanted them to do was to give them um, a percentage of the proceeds they made after the performance from album sales and things like that. The NFL wanted that. Yeah, that's what the NFL wanted, and a lot of artists were like, "Nah, nah,
0: nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll just
0: produce the show ourselves." Because a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of
1: artists started basically like rejecting them when they said they wanted to do that. I'm like, who's going to do that? I'm like, nah,
0: and that's kind of how the NFL is. Like as far as like for their britches, like, (laughs) well, no, well to where they try to get, they try to make money off of things like nine years. It started nine years ago where you see the uh, presentation uh, pregame with the the national anthem and the colors and the flying jets. The military pays the NFL to do that. That's where your tax dollars are going. So of course the artists would pay the so of course the artists would want uh the NFL wants the artist to pay them like, yeah, yeah, you can perform at our show but you gotta pay. Yeah. Hashtag Alan <laughs> <our> Freed. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, I I'm I'm glad the artist didn't want that. Like, oh you're not you're not getting any of my money yeah. from people buying my music. Yeah. No. Nah, Wait nah, a minute. No, nah.
1: like, So,
0: but I do think do this this little fifteen minute show. Yeah, we'll we'll pay to do that. We can do that.
1: I do think we've been a little spoiled though. Like we we got Michael Jackson, we got Prince, we got, and I know you probably don't feel the same. We got Tom Petty. I loved that one. I don't remember Tom
0: Petty. I don't think I watched that one.
1: It was it was just it was like. I don't I I feel like it was kind of like one of those. I think that was just watching him play. I probably skipped that because
0: of The Who and the Rolling Stones (laughs) and Paul McCartney.
1: No disrespect to the Rolling Stones, but that was just, it just wasn't that good. How are you going
0: to have it in Detroit and nothing Motown
1: related? They're too. Except for Aretha
0: Franklin. Well, Aretha Franklin wasn't wasn't even
1: on Motown. She did the
0: national anthem that year, I think.
1: They're too, they're just. They're over the hill, man. Like, and they don't need the money. I've seen their network. They don't need. So at this point, they're doing it for fun. And I don't want to stop anyone who's doing something they love, but stop it. Like, you're too old. You're too old. And, like, honestly, let's be real. Like, out of the old guys, as we've called them, that did it, like, nowhere else. No, And no, unless Janet Jackson shows that nipple, Tom Petty never plays the Super Bowl. He's just not big enough. Um it was a nice nod you know Bruce Springsteen probably doesn't play the Super Bowl no. maybe definitely, if it's in like New York definitely not the, the who. who the who Where don't only play only two of them are alive yeah. I, w- I could see Led Zeppelin playing it before the who like that just was weird like it was just I, I to this day that's one of the ones I don't I can see the Rolling Stones they're 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 legends and the who to a degree are but they're not the Rolling Stones like it just the who just did not make much sense at all and it you're right, it had to be the CSI connection. <laughs> like it was on it, CBS. They played all the themes from CSI. Like it just did not make much sense at
0: all. And it was just it was just Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey yeah. on this big stage and that had all these lights on it.
1: Yeah. And but but then we also got we got Prince and you know we got spoiled there. We got Bruno Mars who came out like he had something to prove and we got spoiled there. We got Beyonce, got spoiled there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we got Cole playing, got spoiled well there, but they the still got They, the got, the got, got, stole they stole got upstaged.
0: Yeah. By, they got upstaged by Beyonce, and some people would say she got upstaged by, by Bruno Mars, Mars, who had
1: something to prove. <laughs> <laughs> who was like, oh, no, I'm not a rookie. Nah, bro, I've been here. <laughs> Bruno Mars is the only surprise
0: halftime performance to me, only because three years ago, no one had ever heard
1: of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what's he doing the next year? Oh, I'm headlining. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's my friends that were hot chili peppers. You might have heard of them. (laughs) Um,
0: The worst one I've seen in recent memory, aside from the who, (laughs) um, the black eyed
1: peas (laughs) with
0: special guest Usher. Was Usher the special guest?
1: Well, hold on. Was that the I'm trying to think which year
0: that was. That was the one with the Packers and Steelers. We watched it at uh at Vanish's
1: house. That wasn't Darren. You mean Darren was that Darren's house. Was that right? I after know Darren the, was there. Yeah. Was that right after the allegations? Because we kept making the Ben Roethlisberger jokes. We probably did. Yeah, I think so. Because I think. Was, oh yeah, it was it was at Darren's. It yeah, was at Darren's place. Because I ate a lot of pulled pork that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. But yeah, um, I, I guess that's one I put out of my mind. I forgot they did it.
0: Yeah, Black Eyed Peas ha- did a Super Bowl halftime show with special guest Usher.
1: Flavors of the month, man. <laughs> like. They played every show like it was their last and I'm pretty sure they played that. I think that now one.
0: they they put out a song. I I know they put out a song. I don't know if they made a whole album without Fergie. Like they're back to oh pre pre Fergie uh... <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. That's what it sounds like.
1: Oh boy. Okay. I think for me the the worst one was likely um the 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 one where it seemed like everyone barfed. Um the one with um Sync and Britney Spears and oh, Earl yeah. Smith.
0: MTV produced that one. Yeah, and Man. that's why
1: it seemed like it <laughs> yeah. had ADD. Like it was just it had
0: <laughs> Aerosmith, Britney, NSYNC, and
1: Nelly. Oh god, I forgot about that. <laughs> and it makes me sad because Aerosmith deserves better and I'm sure it was a cash grab. Yeah, cuz I think the headline was supposed to be Aerosmith. <laughs> I, it had to be a cash grab and they were just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll do it. Can NSYNC come too? I I I guess all right, what about Britney Spears? Like, what the, all, all right, guys, come down. Oh, calm wait, down. you know what? We need a black guy. Uh, how about Nelly? You, did, you guys, what? Are you still friends with Run DMC? No, we need someone <laughs> hip and fresh. How about that Nelly fa- That Nelly character. You Let's know, get he wears the there. bandaid? Yeah. At, at, pretty soon, Aerosmith's like, I, Joe Perry's like, we didn't sign up for this. Like, <laughs> who's what's a <the> Nelly? <laughs> what's what's not who's Nelly? What's a Nelly? <laughs> 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 and I'm pretty sure they thought at least one of the guys from NSYNC was gay. Uh, they had yeah. to. Hold on, they're not. Yeah, NSYNC's not from Boston. I was like, if it was New Kids on the Block, you could have the Boston connection there. But no, no they're from Orlando.
0: Actually, according oh. to um, if you follow SB Nation mm-hmm. on YouTube or Facebook, they have uh they have this series called "The Worst Ever," mm-hmm. in which they take like what's the worst. Uh, they took a sporting event. And what was the worst year for that sporting event? Yeah. Their worst halftime show was actually the 1990 uh, Super Bowl with the Bills and Giants. And, uh, that's the one where Whitney Houston sang the national anthem mm-hmm. and it was released as a single because they did it at that time. Um, Who was the performer? It was uh, New Kids on the Block. Oh, And and then like uh, Disney characters, so it was like Disney with their hit songs at the time, probably like Little Mermaid and stuff. That's
1: interesting. Okay,
0: um, because they had like this little kid, and not like a Disney kid where they're all like super talented. Yeah, but (laughs) just this (laughs) regular kid. Um, I think he was singing like "It's a Small World
1: After All." That sounds that sounds like a high school production. And that's how it looks. <laughs> and that's how it looked. Oh, I gotta watch this. I
0: don't uh, think I ever saw that. And uh, New Kids on the Block was like the, the headliner. And the funny thing about it was or then they had like some players come out, like some current NFL players, like Warren Moon, who was still he was still playing at he was playing at the time, of course. Yeah. But they had him come out there like how you gonna have Warren Moon. Like that's the closest worm we never got to the Super Bowl is <laughs> 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 that he gets to be part of the halftime show but the funny thing about it was is that um, in some uh, it wasn't shown live uh, it was there was like some news reports because of the um, uh, the troops being in were they in Iraq at the time or in Kuwait possibly but it was during that time, and uh, they they went to the news. I think mm-hmm. it was on ABC. They went to um, Peter Jennings uh, to do um, to do a report during during halftime. And then in some markets, it was shown after the game. Oh, the wow. halftime show came on after the game, but it was still it it still looked it still looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is uh, considered funny. the worst one for them. But oh. recent memory for me is Black Eyed Peas, just because it's like, I think it was more the energy of the crowd. Like, no one wants to no one wants to see you. No one wants you
1: to be here. This is funny because it's on, um, if you look on Wikipedia, they have it year by year mm-hmm. and they're set lists. Mm. So they did It's a Small World, after all. That was the little Slash, kid. we are the world. Slash, I like to teach the world to sing, which I hate that song with all my heart. I'll tell the story why later. <laughs> step by step. That was, that was New Kids on the Block. Yeah. This one's for the children. Yep. That's New Kids them. on the Block and children. And then I guess they ended with It's a Small World after all. Okay. Yeah. The airing of this halftime show was delayed until after the conclusion of the game due to ABC News coverage of Operation Desert Storm. There you go. Wow, and I totally forgot in '94 it was here. Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Who who performed like after Prince? Who uh, after
0: Prince? Who were the performers? Let's see here. What year was Prince? Prince was 2007.
1: 2007. All right. So, all right. So the year before was the Rolling Stones, which you mentioned in Detroit. Nothing. They only played three songs. They must play the whole song. Yeah, they, sp- they, <laughs> they play the whole Start songs. Me Up, Rough Justice, and I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I'm surprised. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, and then after that was <clears throat> Prince, the Family marching band. Um, After that was the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, who only played four songs.
0: They play their whole songs.
1: Yeah, American Girl Won't Back Down, Free Falling, and Running Down a Dream. Um, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, only four songs. I guess that's when they're like, just play the whole thing. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Ugh. After that, 2010, The Who. No disrespect to The Who. I like The Who. Two of them were alive, but not that Who. Um. After that, 2011, The Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash.
0: Yeah, Slash was there.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's when they started going back to like playing because there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs. Close with Dirty Bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I forgot about this one. Now, this was when it kind of got wild again. And who sponsored Bridgestone? Uh, Madonna, LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, M.I.A., Lo Green, Andy oh Lewis. God, what? Yeah. This is all in one show? Yeah, all in one show. <laughs> and then featuring the Avon High School Drumline, Center Grove High School Drumline, Fishers High School Drumline, Franklin Central High School Drumline, Southern University Dancing Dolls, <laughs> and a 200-person quart choir consisting of Indianapolis locals. After that was Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Um, and then, then Bruno Mars, yeah, Bruno Mars, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then, and this is funny. We we need to talk about this one day. The Katy Perry show, um, the, shark, the shark, apparently, like shark. has been interviewed like several times, and apparently, yeah. he felt that it was just stupid. Like he had like a a moment of clarity up on stage, was like, <laughs> "This is just dumb." Like he's a hairdresser now. Like he's not a dancer anymore. Just had a moment of clarity, and he was like, "I was just, I'm just gonna play a character." And so he just went rogue, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and the Return of Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, after that was Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. Mark Ronson was there. Uptown
0: Funk. Okay. They played Uptown Funk.
1: After that, of course, Lady Gaga, and then this year Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. That's his marching band, right? Or his that's his backing band, band, the Tennessee Kids. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat>
0: and apparently the rumors that he tried to he wanted to get. He wanted Jay Z or Timberland, Pharrell, In
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Sync reunion, and they all turned him down.
1: oh If he could have done "Suit and Tie" with Jay Z, that'd have been cool.
0: I don't. I don't know if that was the case
1: though. Hmm. Or Holy Grail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have opened with that, best show ever. <laughs> I'm losing my mind at that point. I just to hear that man. Oh God! They they come out in all black. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Um, okay, we've
0: we're we're an hour in. Are we really? Yeah. Oh wow.
2: Uh, I'm having fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it going. Um, all right. The last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll get to your earworm of the week. It has gone viral. the The first eighty four year old man to go virals, uh, that I know of. And of course I'm talking about Quincy Jones.
1: Oh, I was like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> oh this yeah. This
0: interview the, the with greatest. Vulture, Whew. man. Um, this is, uh, I now, like, uh, I, I when I read it, I saw a Netflix documentary is like, Oh, we got to do an episode about yeah. that when that comes out. And if it's anything like this interview, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. So the thing that stands out the most for me is what I've been saying for years and years and years and years. And this is how I know Greg knows me. Before I even read the interview, he texts me a picture in which Quincy Jones is saying... Paul McCartney's one of the worst best places I've ever heard. And that the Beatles were horrible musicians. The Beatles were horrible, horrible musicians. Why do you think Billy, like, no shame to Billy Preston. I mean, that's why they <laughs> beat it, Billy, Billy Preston. Preston. <laughs> he won the fifth Beatle just by accident. <laughs> that's that's, that, that, that's what made me happy. I was like, finally, somebody of, like, of note, <laughs> someone of importance said it. What were your first impressions of the Beatles? That they were the worst musicians in the world. There were no <laughs> playing other <It> world. <laughs> Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard, and of course he was because you played with good bass players. <laughs> and Ringo don't even talk about it, and then he talks about when Ringo was trying to put down like a, a simple four
0: bar. It's a like he said a uh, four yeah.
1: bar section, and he couldn't do it, so they sent him off to go drink, and they brought in a jazz the jazz drummer Ronnie Verral, and he did it in like. Like that,
0: <laughs> and then he said. Ringo came back in and listened to his like. Oh, that oh, I guess he
1: doesn't sound too bad anymore because
0: yeah, it wasn't it you. you.
1: <laughs> like jeez, like so oh, yeah, and like you know, like credit to to George Martin. How did he get through it? <laughs> like how did he? Quincy Jones right. He's like, how,
0: how how did this happen?
1: Like, how do you not rip how... your hair out? <laughs> How do you get through this? And he's probably just like all the money I make. He just pull out a wad of cash. Yeah, it's all about this. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, that was um, so funny. Yeah, that was definitely what did that sit out me to me. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Bid would uh, get a kick out of that. Um, he, with uh, he was he was very honest about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, more so than I thought he would be. Yeah. Uh, the interview asked him, you work with Michael Jackson more than anyone. He wasn't related to what's something people don't understand about him. And he said, I hate to get into this publicly, but Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. The uh, example he brought it was Donna Summer's State of Independence and Billie Jean. Um, I played that song earlier um, before we started. And Ben, what did you think about that?
1: I mean it's you can hear the similarities but I was like I said I want to hear it through 1980 ears because like hearing it now that bass line, that type of bass line has been done in so many songs like I mean hell I think about um even though it's not an exact replica but I think of hella good like it, it has a similar sound to Billie Jean there's so many songs so it's like it's it's hard to really hear but you can hear the way that it's played you could definitely hear that like they're related at least um
0: Uh, The interview is on Vulture.com. And
1: uh, if you search Quincy Jones... It comes up, yeah. It'll
0: come (laughs) up. So it's on Vulture.com. Was another... uh, Oh, uh, he said, what about outside of music? What's misunderstood about Michael? He said, I used to kill him about the plastic stir... I I can imagine Quincy Jones talking. (laughs) He's like, I can just... Because he's... He's a, he talks like a beatnik, hippie, kind of. <laughs> he's just killing about the plastic surgery, man. Uh, while he's like smoking a cigar or a pipe or something. And he's, he's always justified with it. He's all, he'd always justify it and say it was because of some disease he had. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That was funny when he said, I was like, <laughs> wow. He's, uh,
0: um, not holding back here. And he said, "How much were uh, were his problems wrapped up with fame?" He said, "You mean the way, uh, with the way he looked? He had a problem with his looks because his father told him he was ugly and abused him. What do you expect?"
1: I thought it was funny that he said he knew he ki- who killed Kennedy. Um, yeah, I was like, now we're going down the rabbit hole here because he said, "Like, what's something you wish you didn't know? Who killed with Kennedy?" Kennedy. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh snap! Like, is that going to get you in trouble? <laughs> um he talked about Hendrix, how Hendrix was nervous to play with. Um, Herbie Hancock and Hubert Laws and Roland Kirk. Um, Before that, though,
0: um, he talked to him. Uh, the guy asked him about the, the famous Massey Hall show with Charlie Parker and, mm-hmm. and um, Mingus and, and Charlie oh, Mingus. Mingus. Yeah, and he said that uh, they only the band only made eleven hundred dollars as a whole, <laughs> <laughs> and. Tito Puente wanted him to go to Woodstock with him and he didn't go. And Elon Musk keeps asking him <laughs> to go to Burning
1: Man. Even today? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think still he's going to be go into to Burning that. Man? <laughs> Like He's probably like, nah, I'm good. Well, you know, considering who he dates.
2: Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, I don't, I guess that'd be a little surreal, like, who you going with? Elon Musk. Oh, the dude from uh, Tesla. Uh, yeah, that Elon. Is there another? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, go with the uh, with um, with Hendrix.
1: Yeah, it's just like it had me listening to Hendrix, like kind of questioning. Like he's afraid to play with these, you know, these jazz soloists. And he's like, the the, the cats on my records. And yeah, he is a he is a beatnik. Cats. The cats. cats. The cats on my records. <laughs> the baddest cats in the world. And Hendrix didn't want to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the um, interview probably won't
0: say so but he had to have been smoking weed during this yeah. interview just to just to mellow out a little bit So uh. <laughs> he said he
1: liked Clapton's band so he liked Cream um, Paul Allen apparently is a very good guitar player
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I mean that's cool too um, so I thought it was very funny when he was talking about you know what does he actually who does he think is making good music nowadays I'm trying to find that part but one of the people that he mentioned was the most influential artist in black music, Ed Sheeran. Mr. Ed Sheeran. Um he said that he's making one. Okay, so this was funny too. How about a musician who deserves more acclaim? The Brothers Johnson. I felt like that was very random. That's it. Those are his guys though. Those Brothers are his guys. The Brothers Johnson. I was like, "Come on, man."
0: <laughs> those are his guys.
1: The Brothers I just I was just like of all people the brothers John okay.
0: Um I mean, he probably said what singer should have gotten more acclaim? James Ingram. You <laughs> mentioned him too. His second answer probably would have been like Patty Austin.
1: <laughs> so okay, well who's doing good work? He says Bruno Mars, Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar. I like where Kendrick's mind is. He's grounded. Chance too. And the Ed Chen record is great. Sam Smith. He's so this was weird. He's so open about being gay. I love it. Mark Ronson is um someone who knows how to produce. I couldn't help but think because Mark Ronson is so in love with old soul music, that's probably what draws him to Mark Ronson. Like if you've ever heard his cover of Just by um Radiohead, it's basically a Memphis style stacks cover. Or he has a
0: cover of um uh, God put a smile upon your
1: face. Yeah. And that's just what he With does. Adapt tones. Yeah. So <laughs> I means. imagine that's what he likes. So he probably dab-tones. thinks Mark Ronson's like seventy years old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that Mark Ronson fellow he used to produce for Motown, man, he was, he was, he was, he was hot. That cat was hot. Because we're all cats. Um. <clears throat> uh,
0: well, of course, some of the things that kind of stuck out is. Uh, who Marlon Brando was sleeping with.
1: <laughs> um, I guess I could just search. I was like, well, how do I, where do I find that? Yes. Uh, who he used to
0: date. He used to date Ivanka Trump.
1: He'd do a mailbox. That's
0: <laughs> radiator. Well, that's what Richard Pryor's wife said.
1: Yeah. Maybe not the <laughs> cha-cha. Um, um yeah. <laughs> Uh
0: what was another another one? Well yeah, he said Paul Allen was um uh Paul Allen's a good guitar player. I was thinking he's like he's gotta be better than James Dolan.
1: Oh god, With Jimmy and the something? Jimmy and the yeah. I can't remember what it was. The straight shooters? Jimmy and the stupid <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and the sell the New York Knicks. <laughs>
0: um yeah, the I think you, you mentioned this, like the name-dropping. Yeah, a lot of like name Like, how, how do you meet Ivanka Trump? Oh, well, uh, Tommy Hilfiger.
1: It was working with my it daughter. It was working
0: with my daughter. <laughs> it's like,
1: oh, yeah, just like it's nothing, you know? Like the circles this guy runs in um, from being, you know, one of the most influential artists or um, figures really more so in pop music in the last, what, 30, 40 years? Um. Yeah, uh, the story about what do you think about the story about We Are the World? That was hilarious. Um, that he basically told Cindy Lauper to pack it up and leave, <laughs> and was like the rock artist didn't like it. We wouldn't talk to Springsteen. Oh, he liked it. Like it, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, let me get back to that story because that was actually pretty funny. Oh yeah, Springsteen, Hall and Oates, Billy Joel, and all those cats cats <laughs> said we love the song so I said to Lopper okay you can just get your shit and love her with and leave <laughs> she was messing up every take because her necklace her bracelet was rattling in the microphone that would be annoying that probably drove him nuts he's probably like take 10 because <laughs> like, you got
0: all these people yeah. trying to do this all in one night it's it's after the Grammy so it's probably late
1: you can't get it, in, you can't get it done <laughs> because her chains keep rattling get out of here <laughs> <laughs> like I just yeah, I would right. imagine that's something I feel like Kesha would do now like if they do other world Kesha would be there with her chains and necklaces and stuff rattling and and whoever the hot producer is be like oh, come on just 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 just
0: just, just take the yeah, right off. when they did the uh the 25 year um remake mm-hmm. there they put some rappers on there which that's why no one okay. talks about that version yeah. that much um
1: I like the Canadian. Not that there's something better.
0: anything wrong with rap, but to like, oh, let's put some rappers on the Rear of the World remake. Why? <laughs> For what? Yeah. Um. And uh what was another one? Uh it talked about Coltrane.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Said Oprah would not be a good president.
0: We don't need a celebrity. No,
1: I think everyone, I think basically everyone. After they kind of came down from yeah. their high, it was like, no, wait, we, we tried this already. We, <laughs> it, nah, we're good. Although we like her better, we tried this already. <laughs> <We don't, laughs> let's not do it again. I like that he said that U2 is not making good music anymore. Somebody needed to say it. U2 just needs to stop. <clears throat> just stop. It's cool.
0: What was their last good album? How to dismantle Atomic Bomb. Was that any
1: good? That had uh, Vertigo on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was the last one. Yeah. Or All That You Can't Leave Behind. I think that was before that, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah. Um, Definitely not that thing they put on your phone for free. <laughs>
0: uh, he said that there's no... Um, uh, there's no innovation happening in modern pop music. Uh, basically, I think he feels that like <clears throat> no
1: one cares or there's no there's no musicianship. Yeah, there's I think that's mostly what he's thinking. And he, and I mean, he's not wrong and that probably bothers an old some cat some like people
0: him. some people would consider oh, he's just, you know, reminiscing about the, you know, he's just because he worked in the past. Um he's more he's one of those back in my day guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't really I didn't I didn't read it that way. I read it as musicianship because he said like there's nothing but it's all just loops, beats, rhymes, and hooks. Mm-hmm. And like, what is there for me to learn <laughs> from that? So there's a lot of not not a lot of musicianship, and not a lot of, um, I guess, crafting of songs. Uh, in a, I guess, in a way that would. Um make it seem innovative and new and mm-hmm.
2: creative.
0: Um <clears throat> uh, he does well of course he has an ego. He's he's been doing this for, for years. Mm-hmm. Uh what was your greatest musical innovation? Everything uh, yeah. I've done. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> everything.
1: Uh I see yeah. some comments on New Music Express's website. People don't believe the the Beatles story. I, just, how, how can I, see, not? I see he has no reason to lie. <laughs> like, how can
0: you, how can you not? Yeah. Like, I mean, how can, are, are they not bad musicians? They're not good musicians. I mean, maybe <laughs> the, maybe some things happened on different days, but I don't and now, so, and were. I like this,
1: this comment here to be fair, Quincy was used to being in the studio with jazzers. So it's understandable if he found the Beatles poor in comparison and I think that's really kind of what it is. Like the people he's, it's like eating like a steak from Ruth Chris and then going to like Applebee's. Like, is the Applebee's steak bad compared to Ruth Chris? It's horrible. (laughs) It's awful compared to Ruth Chris. It's like, uh, it's, it's like you went to Kroger and and thought out like a hamburger. Like that's, you know, so yeah, going from Herbie Hancock, (laughs) you know, to, to Paul McCartney or to, or to, um, why can't I think of their names to um, Ringo and Ringo and John? Like, yeah, of course. Like that's a huge step down, you know,
0: like if he was, I don't know if he worked with uh, a buddy rich or any great drummer,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. And then
0: he's got to work with Ringo. God, that's gotta be such (laughs) a, that still didn't work. You had to get somebody else. Oh
1: God. That'd be embarrassing. (laughs) It's like, we're just gonna have you pick up where buddy left off. I can't like, (laughs) Oh man. Uh, oh, the people
0: that he named that that Brando slept with slept with uh, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye.
1: Hey, it's Hollywood, man. It's Hollywood. Um,
0: I did say that, like uh, James Baldwin. Well, James Baldwin was gay. Um, Richard Pryor is. It's a bit of a surprise, but his his widow said he did so much. So many drugs. You just didn't it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and Marvin Gaye, I think that was Marvin Gay Marvin Gay was conflicted about his sexuality his entire life. So um, Yeah. Yeah, just see what happens. Um but yeah, you gotta you guys gotta check out this interview. Um it's it's fantastic. Uh I don't know another thing, um, <clears throat> the last mistake he learned from was his, the the last album that he made, uh, Q Soul Bossa Nostra, oh, yeah, which are T-Pain. remakes <laughs> of his earlier songs. And he said, I was not in favor of doing it, but the rappers wanted to record something as a tribute to me where they do versions of songs okay. that I'd done over my career. I said to them, Look, you gotta make the music better than we did on the originals. And that didn't happen. <laughs> T Pain, man. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay attention to the details. details. <laughs> um, I can't remember what song he did. I do the song I do like on there is the uh, the remake of "Give Me the Night," which is Jamie uh, Fox and David Banner.
1: Really good. I like that one. Uh,
0: everything else can, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, check out this interview. Um, and he's he's has his own streaming service, Quest TV, which is mm-hmm. going to be. Um, music based, of course. It was funny. They said, uh, he stopped drinking. And he feels like he's 19 years old. So, um, high schools and college campuses. Look out. Yep. <laughs> go, 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 go to your town. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that will do it for our, our music news. Um, we got through a lot there. Yeah, we did. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ben, tell us about your Airworm of the Week.
1: I'm going with, uh, I've been listening to this album a lot, Man of the Woods by Mr. Timberlake. Um, Say Something, featuring Chris Stapleton, um, who sounds really good on this song, but I I still can't get into his music. Like it's, It's like he's got a great voice, but the songs are so boring. Like, they're just, it's like blues country. And I'm like sitting there listening. I'm like, man, this guy can sing. But this is like really boring to me. (laughs) And so, like, he finally gets like a mid tempo song where, you know, he shines a little bit. He gets to sing, has some nice harmonies in the second verse. And so, you know, if you're a Chris Stapleton fan, you might not like this. I don't know. You know, if you like Tennessee whiskey and stuff like that. And I saw that he won for, you know, country song of the year. So, and it sounds nothing like this. (laughs) So, but it's a good song. I like it. All right, so we'll get to
0: that. Uh, Say something by Justin Timberlake featuring Chris Stapleton from the recent release "Man of the Woods," and we'll be right back. something by justin timberlake featuring
1: chris stapleton yeah he's i'm su- i'm surprised he's popular because i didn't realize how popular of a country musician he was <clears throat> because he doesn't fit like he looks like he would have been a famous country musician like 20 years ago 20 or 30 years ago um you know he's a you know bigger guy long hair huge beard kind of like a kind of looks like a scragglier Hank Williams jr. Hm. And, but like, he's really popular right now and it's really odd. I I, I don't know what to think of it. it. He doesn't like, he doesn't look like Florida Georgia line or Sam hunt or, <laughs> or Kenny Chesney. That's a good thing. Or, you know, I, I agree. It's just, it's surprising. He's almost kind of like a, uh, like the country version of, uh, Christopher cross, but like, you know, they don't care how he looks. <laughs> like So maybe Christopher cross, man, Come on back.
0: (laughs) Before we start our main topic, uh, we want to get to the charts really quick here. Um, We'll start with the albums. Number one, debuting at number one, Culture 2 by Amigos. Uh, I saw this, uh, like, I've been hearing the song Stir Fry a lot. And BuzzFeed had a video of the Migos making Stir Fry while performing Stir Fry, and I'm just like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I've heard this is not a very good album. A lot of people don't like it. Um I've only heard a couple of songs. Like Stir Fry, it's not it's not a bad song, but mm-hmm. I just don't like how it's being promoted. Is it Motorsport on this album too? Motorsport is on. Okay, it. I have heard that. Um It's not I, I think I think it's probably a good album, but I just don't like how it's being promoted. (laughs) Um, like, okay. The song is called stir fry, but they're talking about cooking crack cocaine. Of course. Of course. In comparison to stir fry, they're not actually making stir fry. That just shows that people don't listen to rap songs the way that they should. Okay. Um, Number two, the greatest showman soundtrack.
1: What,
0: what's so great about the greatest showman?
1: I don't, I I mean, I like the song. This is me, but (laughs) I mean, it's been years since a single has been able to carry an album like this. It's, (laughs) It's just crazy. Um, number
0: three, uh, common ground by above and beyond. I'm not familiar with this band.
1: Yeah, me either. Uh, could you look them up and see what
0: kind yeah, of band I'm they are?
1: I'm looking. I've never heard of uh
0: Number four, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars, coming off his album of the gear win. Uh, number five, Divide by the most influential artist in black music. Number six, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Number seven, Camilla by Camilla Cabello. Number eight, Stoney by, what was our nickname? Oh, The Serious Post Malone. The Serious <laughs> Um, number nine, American teen by Khalid and number 10 Evolve by the retired 2k legends.
1: So it looks like above and beyond is an English EDM group. Hmm. Three people. Um, They they do some progressive house, electro house, big house, big room house, never a big room house, trance, vocal trance, deep house. I remember deep house. They're older gentlemen. Uh, They've been around since 2000. They look like they should have been around since, like, the mid-90s. Mm. Like, they're graying and stuff. And one of them is bald.
0: Uh, we'll get to the Hot 100. <clears throat> we mentioned this on the last episode, yeah, I this think. going to be number one. Uh, God's Plan by Drake debuts at number one. Actually, that was last week.
1: Last week it debuted at number last one. Last
0: week it debuted at number one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's number one again. Number two... And it was number two last week. Perfect by the most influential artists in black music. Number three, and it was number five last week. Finesse by Bruno Mars and love and hip hop legend Cardi B. <laughs> number four, and it was number three last week. Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug. I I finally listened to that song. I don't really care for it. Yeah.
2: She I, done I felt that. like it
0: Is it like... Riding Despacito's coattails or something?
1: Possibly. I mean, she's...
0: I don't know. I don't know. Are people excited because it's referencing Cuba? I don't know.
1: And East Atlanta.
0: And East Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright.
0: <laughs> um, number five, uh, Rockstar by Sirius Malone featuring 21 <laughs> Savage. Number six, Bad at Love by Halsey. Um... The video didn't make sense. I, listened I haven't to that seen song. it. The video did not make any sense because it seemed like she was like a fugitive on the run. Mm-hmm. And she goes into this gas station and she sees these girls and she goes to the bathroom. I think there's like a priest there or something. And then she walks back out and it looks like the girls are all going to beat her up. And <laughs> um, and then they just start laughing. <laughs> And then the cops pull up and for some reason, the cops are wearing all white, but I guess it's because they're in the desert. And then they um, two girls go out and distract the cops. While Halsey and the other girls get into the convertible or, you know, whatever. And then they and then they slash the cops tires and then drive away and they go to this like magical place where there are children and food and all that. It's weird. It sounds weird. Um, <clears throat> number seven, uh, this song I felt like also could have been part of dominating the summer mm-hmm. last year with Despacito new rules by Dua Lipa.
1: Maybe they're trying to, they were trying to get it to dominate this year. And yeah. They're trying, it trying it to bring it back. Soon.
0: Yeah. They're trying to bring it back. Cause she was on SNL last week.
1: Oh, she was. Okay. I heard this song on Saturday. Another one of the ones that Kendra played for me and it's, it's interesting, to say the least. Um, new new Rules. It's not a bad song, but it's been out for a while. Oh, for
2: real? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, number eight, Motorsport by Migos, Nicki Minaj, and love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. Number nine, Ben's Earworm, Say Something, Justin Timberlake, featuring Chris Stapleton, debuting at number nine. And number ten, Thunder by the retired
1: 2k legends imagine dragons and look who's right outside of that this is an interesting collaboration at number 11 what was it bb rexa and uh the uh the nickelback of country florida georgia line <laughs>
0: <sighs> here
1: they okay hey they taking over man
0: <laughs> all right so with the artist 100 number one they just released an album of course they got to be up there those Number one. Did it for the culture. (laughs) Number two, the most influential artist in black music. Number three, Bruno Mars. So he finally has more clout (laughs) than Cardi B. (laughs) Number four, Drake, uh, with his number one song, of course. He was number three last week, actually. Number four, uh, that was number four. Number five, Chris Stapleton. So he has more clout than Justin Timberlake.
1: Who just did the Super Bowl?
0: <laughs> he'll be, he'll be back. That's really I'm sure he was number one last week because in the Artist 100 he was number ten. He's number ten.
1: He was number ten last week.
0: Uh, well, number six is Above <laughs> and Beyond. Uh, number seven, the retired two gay legends. Number eight, love and hip hop legend Cardi B, and number nine, Sirius Malone. Number ten, Camila Cabello. Who was number one
1: last week? She should be the artist formerly known as Fifth Harmony. <laughs> uh who was number one? I can't I don't see. Let's go back a week. Whoever it was, they fell off.
0: Last week, number one was Fallout Boy. They released an album. Did they <laughs> Yeah. I don't so know it wasn't it wasn't Drake. I mean, it wasn't Justin Timberlake. It no, was, he was well, like you said, it was it was Fallout Boy because they released an album.
1: And they fell off. I don't even see them. Oh, here they are. They fell to number 58. <laughs> Jeez. That must be trash. <laughs> Most of what they're doing right now is pretty trash. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there.
0: I thought they had something with Save Rock and Roll. And then uh, American Beauty, American Psycho wasn't bad.
1: Mm. You know, in between that, they did an album. Um, I think it's like called Pan... AMXM or something like that. And yeah. it, was basically, it was like their old songs. No, it's just like them doing like punk. Like it was the most punk thing they've ever doing done. Their
0: their old, like their old style.
1: Yeah. It was like, well, no, it was like even older. Like it was done in the style of the, um, of the record company that was being named after. And like, they were poorly rehearsed and they were like two minute songs. They played them too fast. It was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. I don't, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't know what they were
0: doing. Um, I wanted to look at the Hot 100 from last week and if it will come up. Um, All right. Number one was, like you said, uh, God's plan. Uh, Trying to see if anything else. Oh, uh, Drake's other single, Diplomatic Immunity, debuted at number seven. It dropped out of the top ten the next week. And, um, the theme from Lethal Weapon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, um, the, uh, I guess the differences with the song from, uh, the songs from last week. And then with the albums from last week. Um,
1: you know Uh, you're looking at the Hot 100 or Hot 200 Billboard 200 go to the week of February 3rd it keeps moving stop moving stop moving alright the week of February 3rd number one was Mania Fallout Boy Boy. number two holding that spot steady man (laughs) the greatest greatest showman (laughs) Uh, number three Divide by the most influential artist in black music um, number four Camilla by the artist formerly known as Fifth Harmony Stony by Sirius Malone um, Damn by Kendrick Lamar The Beautiful and Damned by Gerald Easy Love is Rage 2 I didn't know that was something it came back up oh yeah it was number, <clears throat> number eight it looks like um, Reputation by the Fake News of Pop Music at number um, nine Reputation and then number ten 24-karat magic by uh, Bruno Mars.
0: So, uh, just to let you know right now, I'm pretty sure next week uh, the number one album is going to be Man of the Woods, mm-hmm. and Justin Timberlake will be the number one artist.
1: It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I definitely think it's going to be that. Alright, so, um, we started the show with Jimi Hendrix, um, and this is a topic that, that Ben uh, suggested as far as Looking at the impact of Black artists in rock music, in particular, um, the reason why I said at the beginning that all music is Black music, uh, you know, looking at the impact of rock music, um, as far as like the the Black artist influence, I mean, you could all it, you you can go back all the way to, I mean, you can go to Hendrix, but yeah. even before him, yeah. you know, you consider the blues artists like Muddy Waters lady, and Howlin, Howlin' Wolf. Yeah. Um and then even before that the like the Delta Blues artists like um Robert Johnson and Sun House mm-hmm. and Sonny Boy
1: Williamson and um Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. all rock music really was when it started out and the first yeah. official rock hit was considered was rock around the clock, Bill Haley in the comments. Yeah. Four-bar blues. <laughs> That's what a lot of rock That's was a, it's back then. a blues then. song, yeah. You know, it's just basically like, you know, sped up blues music with, you know, and it was a little bit more aggressive. And as the years went on, it got more aggressive. And as the years went on, um, you can really hear where rock music has continually, for better or for worse, borrowed from black-styled music. You know, you know, early rock borrowing from the blues and a little bit of jazz. Um, all the way up into modern rock with, you know, some new metal barring a lot from hip hop. And then like with a lot of um, a lot of hard rock borrows elements of funk. Like if you yeah. really think about it, looking at, you know, some a little bit more obvious looking at someone like a Rage Against Machine and Tom Morello, who is heavily, heavily inspired by funk music. But like you can kind of hear it in the way that rhythms are written. You know, like, go back and listen to like an old funk record from like the 70s. And you will hear guitar players' riffs in modern rock music almost kind of mimic the way that, you know, bass players were playing, ba- like, funk music back then. So the influence is all over, you know. And, you know, this isn't an episode where we're, like, trying to say, like, they're stealing. But, like, you got to admit the influence. the like influence is the there. The influence yes. is there. Like, you'd be blind if you didn't. And if you didn't see the influence, then allow us to educate you. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we're here for. We're here to tell you about, like, you know, our observations. So, Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, we'll start with you. Um, uh, as far as like, um, what was the first thing like stood out to you as far as the, with considering this topic, Mm -hmm. what kind of sparked it? Um, or what, what kind of stood out to you as far as what will make this a good topic?
1: So one of the inspirations behind it was the fact that really, and it wasn't even, cause it has turned into like, you know, let's talk about black rock and black influence on rock. But looking at the fact that, um, rock music has had a lot of important black artists in it, period. Just like that were rock artists, you know, and of course heavily inspired by the blues, but like, you know, one of the, you know, greatest guitar heroes of all time, one Mr. Jimi Hendrix, who was a Afraid to play on a Quincy Jones record I'll never <laughs> forget that he can't live that down even though he's dead but um you know he's considered like you know the guitar hero you know the iconic picture of him you know in the tie-dye with the bandana holding the left-handed you know holding the strap that he would you know get a right-handed strap playing it left-handed and turn it upside down such an iconic picture and that's a black dude So it's like, you know, you can't, for me, like, you know, when people are like, oh, rock music is white music, but, you know, one of the greatest, considered the greatest to do it all time is a black dude. So like, and, you know, and it was very blues based and it was, it was based in that. And so, you know, coming up a lot of, you know, and I was telling Greg, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, you listen to white music, you listen to, you know, and it's just like. No, I listen to music. Like, I, I like this type of music. I like to play it. You know, to this day is probably one of the reasons I prefer live instruments on my music, period. But, you know, to, to sit here and just say that, oh, you just listen to white music is to deny the influence that we've had on this type of music. Yeah. And then, it, um, I also, you know, felt like you and the picture you put up made me think even more. Didn't start with Jimi Hendrix. It doesn't end with Jimi Hendrix. There are a lot of artists out there some more famous than others so you know you have your your Lenny Kravitzes, your um, Darius Ruckers I'm not going to call him Hootie he deserves more respect than that you have your Darius Ruckers um, you have your David Ryan Harrises. you have Eric Gales who I forgot about until I looked at the list of black guitar players I was like wow I forgot Eric Gales famous you know blues guitar player you you know um, even if you want to go with um, I cannot think of his name the lead singer of um, of uh, Thin Lizzy Philip- Phil Lineit F- Phil Lineit you have these artists who, while you know some of them get more credit than others, I've, I still swear to God most people don't know who David Ryan Harris is. Yeah, you'd have to say he's the dude next to John Mayer.
0: And if you if you live in Atlanta, you you, you need to know who you, he is. If, if you don't know who he is, something's wrong with you. Yeah, and, and or shout you out don't to care, you don't care enough to or Alex. You, know you don't care enough, and we can't talk to you.
1: Uh, shout out to Alex <laughs> Denard who I used to work with. I posted um, something from David Ryan Harris. He was like, "That was the dude from Follow for Now." That's a real Atlantean. You That's referenced Follow for Now. He said yes. follow you now. referenced Follow for Now. <laughs> so he got, <laughs> he got all the credit in my book when he said that. But someone like a David Ryan Harris who, like, if you listen to him now, like, oh, yeah, he's an acoustic player. No, he started out in basically what was another version of um, Living Color. Living Color, yeah. And then formed an, a band that was, like, you know, basically, like, just a modern rock band that had a lot of soul and funk influence. And now... He does what he does. He does that now. Now he's like a a John Mayer or Sean Mullins or whoever else you want to say is from Atlanta. It's a (laughs) singer-songwriter. And so, like, you know, and a lot of people don't know this about me, but, like, one of the reasons I kept playing music, because when I came up in high school, I played rock music. Not a lot of me. There weren't a lot of me out there. You basically had Lenny Kravitz and you had Hootie. And I wasn't cool enough to be. Lenny Kravitz, like I, I wasn't like some good-looking dude with an afro that could play the hell out of a guitar,
0: or dreadlocks,
1: or dreadlocks. I was well, yeah, because back then he hadn't cut his hair in nah. an afro yet. Nah, <laughs> that was later in life. Um, so I was always called Hootie, and I was like, that's not fair. There's other people. Hey, there's this band that I'm listening to right now called the Brand New York Mortals, and they're really good. Well, like black guy with an acoustic guitar
0: in the 90s. That's who in the Yeah. It's just almost like any black kid wearing glasses is Urkel. <laughs> it's disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 totally ignoring um
1: it's just ignoring history yeah. mm-hmm. pretty much. And so when I thought about that like you know it didn't start with him didn't end with him, I thought back to when I heard Reasons Why on the radio. Yeah, it got played on the radio. I heard it on 99 X back in high school. Uh, I, I, I was in Augusta. Yeah, so
0: it it it, it was local. It was a local song. Didn't make it
1: out there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing it and being like, "This is a really good song," and he's singing like me over rock music. And like to hear that, like he didn't have to change. Yeah. The way that he sung, he was able to make it, and maybe that's why America wasn't ready for it. And then I found the band Splendor, black mm. lead singer. You know, um, Discover the Band. Uh, I didn't know about Splendor yeah. uh, from um,
0: VH1, of all places. Yes. <laughs>
1: then, um, and I, I'll probably say before that, though, got into Seven Dust. Mm. And that that's one of those where it's like, that blows you away. Like, that dude's black? <laughs> <laughs> and like, he has dreadlocks. Yeah, oh, he, he did, had he dreadlocks. Did. And he looks cool as hell while he's doing it? And he's from Atlanta! So it's just <laughs> like, it's all these things, you know. And I really don't, I feel like it didn't really get cool because I I felt like any black kid, you know, to quote Brandon that was in the Lincoln Park and anime or in the rock music in general. Basically until, I think until like you started to see Andre 3000 kind of start to incorporate a little bit of it in there, you were known as an alternative kid. And even when Andre 3000 came out, like, oh, well, he's a little weird. He's out there. And now it's becoming a little more normalized as the musics are the two types of music are like, you know, starting to merge a little bit more. You had people you have someone like a um, like Diddy, who in the 90s tried to do a rock remix to everything he did.
0: Yeah. The all about the measurements. Yeah. He and he went to real rock artists
1: and he got Tom Morello. He got Dave Grohl. He got Tommy Stinson. I think he even got Rob Zombie at one point. Mm. On the on that he got um, the other remix he did the industrial remix he did to Victory with Trent Reznor,
0: or even the song uh, uh, "Come With Me" that he did with yeah with Jimmy Page
1: he he sampled. Which Uh, some people are still very upset about that, but he samples Cashmere and brings that song to it, and that's and that's what I I took away from it. it. It's
0: an underrated song.
1: Yeah, and Tom Tom Morello played on it too. mm. Um, I think Tom Morello played drums actually. on Mm. that song but like he he introduced that song to a whole generation of people because back then before we had Spotify the only time you the only way you could find songs is if you heard them on the radio on the radio um
0: if MTV happened to play them I know like uh, probably telling of us being in high schools when they had MTV Two. Yeah. When they played videos. Because yeah. I don't think they play
1: videos anymore. Either. And then even like some of these older songs you could only hear on like MTV on VH1 Classic. Yeah. Like I had never I had mm. I think I'd heard Cashmere at that point, but like I know for a fact I had never heard Tiny Dancer until I saw it on um, I think it was MTV's Countdown of Greatest Songs of All Time. Mm. Tiny Dancer. Photographed by Def Leppard, like a lot of those songs, I'd never heard because where am I going to hear them? <laughs> but I digress. Um, but like you know, like and now it's it's becoming a little more normal to be a black person that you know, and I think takes now, part in rock
0: music. And and now, and it might be criticized, I guess, but there are rappers taking the that have these quote-unquote rock star uh, sensibilities. Yeah. Um, But I think it's more of an image thing Mm -hmm. rather than music. Um, Some people say Travis Scott is um, becoming more and more like Kurt Cobain. Mm. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Which is weird because I guess it's because it's a different time. I mean, this is a guy who just had a kid with kylie jenner yeah. so like kirk Cobain was famously did not want to be, be famous. famous yeah <laughs> i hated and it. then here's <laughs> travis scott uh who is he taking on the persona of Kurt Cobain um, or not
1: so when is kylie's <laughs> album coming out with her
0: band
1: <laughs> yeah kylie started a
0: band that no one
1: will like and so she'll kill travis scott to get faith i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop that's a conspiracy theory guys i'm gonna stop that's unfounded wait
0: who ended up doing the album that that like whole had a hit like
1: Malibu. I don't know who produced who that. Did one. that? if Butch Vig did it? I'm calling conspiracy. <laughs> I'm calling conspiracy. Um, but uh, him and
0: I think like some people say like Lil Uzi Vert has the rock star mentality. But like hey, just because he wears um, spike bracelets and Jinkos <laughs> does not mean. <laughs> <laughs> You see what he wore at the Grammys. like he got on, like spike bracelets, like all these like chokers and some Jinko jeans. Oh,
1: looking like nineteen ninety seven. Billy Corgan co wrote that song. Yeah. Hmm. Along with Courtney Love and some other the producers of the album one of the producers and he also There was co- a
0: song they had that that, that that it was done by
1: He also co wrote Celebrity Skin.
0: Okay, maybe. Well, maybe it was just the whole sounding
1: like Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and he played bass on two songs. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. interesting. But some people say that about Lil Uzi Vert has a rock star type persona on stage.
1: Well, I think the 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 styles, and when I say styles, not necessarily That's music. A, I'm thinking but it's like more of an image, more of a style images, thing rather than yeah. the music itself. Yeah, they're definitely merging as far as you know how people want to look the you know being tatted up with the chains and and like you know the wallet i know like for a while wallet chains were really big with a lot of rappers especially when shot boys wanted to party like a rock star everybody wanted to be a rock star then
0: if there was in an alternate universe um that song would be pandering to white people to <laughs> to totally
1: dude <laughs>
0: Oh, that line is so. That is I, yeah. that is that's a cringy line. You're, you're, <laughs> that yes, it is. The song the song is cringy. Yeah, the song is is cringy. Um,
1: in general. Yeah. But um. So like yeah, looking back that. at like you know so like you know speaking of the black influence on on rock music, and really you you go back to the you go back to blues music, early blues, which early blues really and this is just kind of just to educate early blues had an influence on not just rock music but on country music as well mm-hmm. um, go back and listen to like you know early like the Carter the um, the Carter family like early country blues really it was called country blues had an influence there and then it had an influence and made its way into rock music looking at a guitar player like you know just starting out with Robert Johnson you know active in the what the, between the 30s around the thirties or something like that around that time. Um,
0: and it, it wasn't uh much from like, you know, he's in the 27 club. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He is. (laughs) That's a really, that'd be an interesting episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's enough to talk about there, but, but like you look at someone like him considered a huge influence, you know, the legend of, you know, Robert Johnson goes to the crossroads to sell his, his soul to the devil, to get his playing skills. That, you know, that that sounds pretty rock actually. <laughs> That's pretty heavy stuff, but like, you know, as far as like with early guitar players, um he's like he's heavily cited like I'm reading here, he is credited by many rock musicians as an important influence. The blues and rock musician Eric Clapton, you know, one of the most, you know, famous um uh, rock guitar players of all time calls him the most important blues singer that has ever lived. Although I feel like Eric Clapton is more of a blues player than a rock player, he just got famous playing rock. I think he his his true love is the blues. That's just my thought. Um well
0: you I think you hear the blues influence in any Eric Clapton song.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I just feel like more people there's more people out there singing Layla than there are singing like, you know the
0: original Layla or the unplugged Layla?
1: Probably the unplugged Layla. <laughs> more so than singing like, you know, cocaine. <laughs> Like there's just like I feel like you know there's more people out there like oh man Eric Clapton unplugged Tears in Heaven
0: was also influenced by reggae because yeah. oh, because him doing I shot the, the sheriff. sheriff that let people know
1: about Bob Marley yeah yeah for for better or worse yeah because then like you said he became a poster <laughs> <laughs> that everyone has in their dorm room uh, that that
0: white kid that white college freshman
1: playing hacky who, sack who,
0: playing hacky sack. <laughs> Just started growing some dreadlocks. Now to be fair, and we it looks ridiculous.
1: We had a white friend who was into who was into Bob Marley, who was into Bob Marley for the right reasons. Yeah. Shout out to Josh. How you doing? He actually he did, liked him. And he doesn't
0: smoke. He didn't smoke. Mm-mm. He didn't smoke weed one time. No. It's like, oh, I like Bob Marley now. He yeah. wasn't one of those guys. He liked all he liked all that stuff.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't because someone told him to. <laughs> he just liked it. I still remember rolling through campus, bumping Albert King. I'm not joking. Like in his Cutlass Oldsmobile, Cutlass Supreme, bumping like Albert King. He turned his bass all the way up. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing ever. Um, But yeah, I mean, you you look and so like, you know, a a guitar player like that, you know, a lot of younger people might not know who Robert Johnson is just because, you know, that that has kind of been lost. Um, You look at a band like so talking about the influence on rock music, you look at a band like Led Zeppelin. Uh, one of the songs that I'm about to look it up now that comes to mind, When the levees Break, which is, I think, was it Kansas City, Jum- I'm trying to think, because When the levees Break, Led Zeppelin did the uh, recorded the version for their album, um, Led Zeppelin, I can't read Roman numerals, so we're going to say Led Zeppelin IV four four there we go thank you led zeppelin four or if you're uneducated like me led zeppelin IV.
0: <laughs> they had a needle in their arm and put yeah you know they need some saline
1: <laughs> was re- originally recorded by kansas joe mccoy and the memphis mini um and it later came out you know later in after led Zeppelin's well not after because they're still alive but you know later in their career three of them are yeah john john bottom is dead um, but it came out that, um, a lot of their music was heavily, which if you'd listen to them, you know, this was heavily inspired by blues music,
0: a lot of it, like, they and a lot of was just redone. Of yeah, yeah. It was
1: just basically redone or retooled old blues standards. You could say
0: that they were, um, I think I told you about the, the band, uh, can heat. Yeah. Um, I probably, I probably have mentioned this on this, on the podcast before, uh, can Heat was kind of the Led Zeppelin May is a more successful can heat <laughs> as far as taking blue songs, changing up a couple of things, changing a couple of words. And now they've written the song.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, um, and I really feel yeah, they're like one of those bands, too. I really do feel like nowadays with where we've come as a society, that probably would get talked about more like if you have a band like so like the the Black Keys who are heavily influenced by blues and soul music don't shy away from it at all even did um, an album with rappers like you know they come out and they invite rappers in and stuff like that and so it gets it doesn't get shied away from I feel like if there was a Led Zeppelin out nowadays you would probably see more of the respect paid but like with a lot of this it had to come out on the back end like someone had to basically accuse Led Zeppelin Of ripping off old blues songs from well because
0: of like information being available yeah and with the older music being available Mm -hmm. you know to where i can go on spotify and listen to sun house or robert johnson if Mm -hmm. i wanted to someone put these recordings together at the time where you're going to find those recordings yeah and then at the time it was also easier to get away with plagiarism um, to get away with plagiarism basically um we've talked about before, uh, it was an episode. I know we, we started when, when Chuck Berry passed, how the beach boys pretty much just ripped him off.
1: Yeah. And that was, and it was happening a lot back then, not just, and this isn't even just black artists being stolen from a lot of artists were stolen from period. Yeah. Because there was just no checks and balances. And it was, it was extremely prevalent. However, with black artists being just because they weren't as popular. So it's, it's, you know, easier to steal from them. Um, in some cases, it was, you know, being done out of respect. I th- and I think in some cases, it's just being done because who's going to stop me? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, no shade. But who's going to who's going who's gonna to stop, you know, Led Zeppelin? One of the not. And I don't know. I don't know. And how are those other
0: play. artists being protected?
1: Yeah. Because then we do another. We talked about another episode where like a guy from a band who used to play with Led Zeppelin claimed that Jimmy Page stole the beginning of Stairway to Heaven from him.
0: Yeah. I think you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So they they. It kind of
1: got a history (laughs) of this, you know, whereas I feel, you know, like I stated before, I felt Elvis did it more so out of like, this is just what I'm down with versus Led Zeppelin. This is what I'm inspired by. So I'm going to let's find a way to retool this, you know, what their intentions were. I don't know. But like the fact that it had to like come out that he that they were, you know, stealing from artists, I feel like shows a little bit more malice. But I don't I don't know Jimmy Page. I don't know these people. So I can just go by what I'm seeing. Um, but just like that's one of the bands right there where if you look at them, huge, huge influence. And, and really, I guess maybe we're seeing a, a pattern here with British bands because the next band I'm thinking of is the Rolling Stones.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of British bands were heavily influenced by, by blues, blues music. Yeah. Uh, the Rolling Stones, they're named after a Muddy Waters yeah. lyric or song.
1: They love yeah. the blues. I mean, they basically, I mean, like for all intents and purposes, they were a blues band for the better part of their career. Um, And even if you listen to like some of their newer stuff, like I listened to, I was listening to a bigger bang the other day It's basically a blues album. Like they just like the blues. That's is what they know is is what they play. So you can definitely hear the influence there.
0: And, and you got to say that with the Beatles, um, they were trying, they were really trying to be, I don't know if it's Lennon or McCartney said it, but they were trying to be like Chuck Berry. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Lennon loved
0: Chuck Berry. And Chuck Berry, uh, the, the blues influence is still there. Like yeah. the rock and roll at that time is just, it's blues sped up.
1: Yeah. And you can, and you can hear that in, you know, God, what was that song they did? Uh, the one that Billy Preston had the keyboard solo on, Um, Get Back. Yeah. Just blues shuffle. Like it's just, a blues. <laughs> and, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Probably like, do, you,
0: do you think Ringo played drums on that one?
1: Well, I mean, he played it in the recording that they'd played on the roof. So, like, if he didn't, he at least knew how to play it. <laughs> Billy Preston showed him how to play And it wasn't it. even much. It was like, do, 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 do. So, That's like, really it was a, hard, man. It was a very simple, you know, blue shuffle that a simple six-year-old. Simple to Billy Preston, but
0: not to Ringo.
1: <laughs> that a six-year-old could play. One of Billy Preston's, like, session guys came in and, and put it down while well, Ringo went and had a lager. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect Ringo, but like, he wasn't very good. He just wasn't, and that's okay. That's okay. Their their strength, and I would love to do an episode on the Beatles because their strength was not their musicianship. Their strength was their writing. They were just, you know, they just were writers. That's all they were. They was writers. Um,
0: Mm. uh, like I said, with the uh, the influence of. Uh, of of Chuck Berry on American mm-hmm. rock music in particular, but I think, but like you said, like Lennon, love mm-hmm. Chuck Berry, the Rolling Stones, they love Muddy Waters yeah. and Howlin' Wolf and those guys. Um, what do you think of, I, I haven't really given this much thought. It just came mm-hmm. to me just now. <laughs> but um, we think of the influence of like black artists on metal as far as like, um, uh, bands like Metallica mm-hmm. or Mastodon or Megadeth Slayer, those guys, do you think there's a black in- influence there on that type of metal? I feel like there is. I just don't know where it would come from.
1: I don't know. Just cause I don't, because like there haven't really been a lot of that. I can think of black people in metal. Um, I mean, I I almost feel like metal was a very British thing, and was really kind of born like as a merger between like maybe like punk and 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 rock. Like it's, I don't know. Like, and I mean, like, and maybe that's something you know. I'm I'm gonna ask Patrick, maybe he's watching or listening. I don't know (laughs) to come on here to talk about you know maybe some some metal stuff, or maybe even you know talk to Kevin. But like, I don't know, because I mean, I know like you know we have bands like Living Color. Um who were, you know, uh, uh, a metal band from what was it like the late eighties, early nineties? Late eighties. Um and now you're seeing more you're seeing more black people in metal, but I just don't know. Maybe it was just something that a lot of people just wouldn't touch back back then.
0: What is this about, about living color, since you mentioned them? Uh do you think it was that they were ahead of their time, or do you think it was anything more than that? to where really the only songs I know is Cult of Personality and they did the cover Sunshine of My Love for the True Lies soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) it's really the only (laughs) songs I've heard by them. But a band like them and that was they were very successful at the time. I think they won um, I don't know if they won a Grammy but I think they were nominated. They won the VMAs which was when it was a big deal at the time. Yeah. Um, But By the time, uh, and they weren't a hair metal band, so it wasn't like Nirvana came out and killed everything and killed them. But why do you think it was that success
1: wasn't sustained? I don't know. Um, In my opinion, with a lot of metal acts in general, success is not sustained, A, because metal is just not very popular, which is why you never see it an award shows like, which I'm surprised metal artists don't come out and say anything, but they don't, I I don't think they care. They don't want to be famous. A lot of them don't (laughs) just be honest. Like they could really care less. So it's not very mainstream. And two, a lot of metal artists put more, and this is just my opinion. They put more emphasis on playing than writing. So
0: that's why you have like
1: the hired gun documentary we talked about. They put more emphasis on being a good player than being good writer. So a lot of them, it's already not popular music. So they have a harder time sticking in the public consciousness. Bands like Metallica um, are very, you know, are kind of like the exception, like the fact that Metallica was able to go on and become one of the biggest bands in the world, you know, A, showed just how big metal was in the 80s, and then B, for them to sustain that afterwards. Not only did they keep their fan base, they gained new fans by releasing albums like the Black Album, Enter the Sandman. Nothing else matters. Like these are songs that you know everyone has heard. Enter the Sand. If you've been to a sports game, you've heard Enter the Sand. If you man. had a good closer. Yeah, you had yeah <laughs> in a baseball game. You've heard if Enter you've the Sand. You've been the to a hockey man. game. <laughs> so it's just like they were able to really get in there and bring in the casual fan, which a lot of metal bands either a can't do or b won't do. Someone like Dave Mustaine, I I don't think he will do it. Mm. He's 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 got too big of an ego. I read his article. Talking about guitar players, the guy's a dick. Like he was not very nice at all. (laughs) Um, And so that's my thing. I think you know a lot of them just don't want to do it. As far as living color, I mean, I think it's just kind of one of those things where, like, you know, with most metal bands, you get that one song that sticks with people, and then everything else is kind of niche.
0: Um, another one that another question that just came to me. Um, I think I don't know about you. I feel like the influence of a Jimi Hendrix on grunge, mm-hmm. not simply just from being from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he was, <laughs> uh, but I think his
1: influence on grunge is understated. I would maybe say so. I think if anything, um, I, I don't want to make him like seem like a noise maker, but I think like a lot of his tones, you know, he used a lot of fuzz, um, which with an artist like, uh, like a guitar player, like Kurt Cobain, who of course, you know, isn't wasn't on the skill level of somebody like him, but like played a you know played a Stratocaster and fuzzed the hell out of that thing, like heavy distortion. Um, I I mean, you could really hear it. I would maybe say I hear it a lot as well in something a group like a Pearl Jam, who yeah, were a little understand. bit more technical. Um, I when I when I listen to Yellow Lead Better, I hear a lot of Jimi Hendrix, like I hear Little Wing, I hear when cry is Mary, like those, they're very, it's very similar style guitar playing. Of course, they're playing a Fender Stratocaster, not Strat, Telecat. No, yeah, Stratocaster. Why well, I say Tele- I don't know why I'm getting them mixed up. Stratocaster. So like, I kind of hear that from them. And that's, that's mainly just because they're more technical than some of the other bands that came out in the grunge era.
0: All right. Um, what do you think about with, uh, <clears throat> so you mentioned like a band like brand new Immortals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've had um an impact on well on you as a musician mm-hmm. specifically, and for me, just as um just as a listener and you know just uh I wonder like why it didn't work I don't know i they, mean <laughs> they they have one album, yeah, it's on Spotify if you want to look for it tragic right? show, yeah, but like why I felt like it would have been great if I felt like they they were kind of a band that kind of that album would have been perfect for for VH1's top 20 yeah it seemed like (laughs) they were the way that sounded they would have been on that every week but Mm -hmm. like why do you think something like that um do you think they were ahead of their time or are we still in an era to where people aren't ready for by people to do rock music? Like, I think we're ready like now. that, like true rock music instead of, uh, some bastardization, like new metal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're ready now. I think if what, what really kind of gives you uh, shows that too, is like the success, the sustained success and fan base of a band like seven dust, like, From, and I'm, I'm so happy that all these people are from Atlanta. (laughs) It's making me really (laughs) happy. But like, you look at a band like a Seven Dust and they're not as big as they used to be, but they've still got a very loyal following to where they can still play shows and be successful and live as, you know, professional musicians. I think back then, two things might have hurt that album, Tragic Show. A, I don't think their record company put as much behind them as they should have. Um, and then two, that album was kind of all over the place. Um, The Reasons Why was probably the one true rock rock song with everything else kind of being more pop rock. Like I'm thinking of something like like that. I would maybe say Black Sun. I don't know how familiar you are with the album. But Reasons Why, Black Sun and um, Let Me Up maybe but there's a lot of funk elements in Let Me Up. Um, uh, When You found, Turn Around was a straight up ballad. Like yeah. that was, you know... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of. I don't even know if they satellites. have the, satellites. Was like acoustic rock, which that I felt like that was more akin to what he was going to do. Like that was foreshadowing. <laughs> like <laughs> this is what the next twenty years of my career will be, guys. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it had to do with like, because I mean, you had the bass player from the Black Crows, so you probably thought like, yeah, this will get us you know a little bit of shine. But it just didn't take off like it should have, and I think maybe some of it had to do with the fact that like. You got one single and the other ones, maybe they didn't feel remarkable. I don't I don't know. Like to this day, that still puzzles me. I can't figure out the only thing I can truly think of is maybe they just weren't promoted. Because everyone that I've known that has heard the album has liked it, you know, like even if, even if you didn't like everything, you like some of it. I remember, you know, old band I used to be in, you know, local Carrollton celebrities band by the name of cookies and cream <laughs> used to play reasons why. And like people ate that song up. I almost wish we wrote it. Like we probably could have got signed off of it. But like, you know, you'd be like, "Nah, that's that's not our song." You know, it's by the brand new mortals. And people are like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" And they go and check them out, and you know, they would be into them and stuff like that. And then that, you know, nothing really came of it.
0: What about uh, another um, another band that was that's previously mentioned, Splendor? Uh, the Howl song um, was it called I Wish God Could Explain
1: so they had two singles yeah I think God can explain and then yeah whatever
0: I think God can explain uh, that one I saw the video for that on VH1 mm-hmm.
2: oh, and yeah.
0: two it was featured on an episode of Dawson's Creek
1: yeah yeah they're on the Dawson's Creek soundtrack on Spotify <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, do you think it was the same thing with them I think they just got caught up in all of the I think they got put in, like, the same category as like, a Nine Days. Like, people just saw it as, like, oh, this is just generic pop rock that, you know, like, is good for, like, a few spins. You know, Evan and Jaren, who I think was also on the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. <laughs> like, I think that's what... I don't I think it had anything with them being black. I think it was just literally, like, the pop rock that came out in the early 2000s. I feel like a lot of people felt like it was just... Thro- There's so many it pop rock. The same. It's
0: yeah. kind of like the like the explosion of hair metal yeah. or new metal or the synth pop in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A few bands came out of it, you know, Matchbox 20 being one of them. Um, Throw no, Out no, 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 to an no, extent. no, just Rob Thomas. Just Rob himself. Thomas. <laughs> just Rob Thomas by himself. As, like, I feel like a lot of that was just like, there's just so much, you know, pop rock. What do we do with this? Like so many one hit wonders came out of that era. I don't think we knew what to do with them. Like, it's just where is nine days? I have no clue. Where is splendor? I have no clue. I just know that at least they got a second album. (laughs) Um, they got a second album that didn't really go anywhere. And I know that they tried to, I think they tried to do a reunion and it didn't work. And then next thing I know, the lead singer was in another band and it just didn't take off. Yeah. Um,
0: there are bands that I guess have some kind of following Mm -hmm. like, um, uh isn't Kings X
1: yeah Kings X um, yeah yeah and so it's funny cuz I looked up on Wikipedia um African American cuz that's what they classified as uh, metal bands mm-hmm. Kings X didn't come up but I forgot like the their league singer black yeah okay yeah what's his name it's not Doug, is it
0: like he has a true uh um well he does he's he's another one that doesn't really change he didn't really change uh his voice to fit like these, mm-hmm. you know, unwritten rock standards. Yeah. Um so, and I have a playlist I'm going to um put it out there yeah. uh at the end of the show. Uh some other artists that uh, kind of fall under this. Um I guess like under like more recent artists. Uh, Killswitch Engage.
1: Yes, and that, uh, okay, so that's another band. Chris got me into them. Killswitch Engage. I think they've had a couple of lead singers. Um and yeah, he's really he's really good. Do you by chance have Stuck Mojo on there cuz that's another band that just came to mind. Um An Atlanta band. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Stuck Mojo. Atlanta. This is really making me happy that all these bands are from Atlanta. <laughs> but yeah, Stuck Mojo was another band that I just I just thought about Um, there was a rap rock band in the early nineties. Um, huge, huge following in Atlanta. I believe Kevin got to go to one of their videos, like their music video filmings. I think said it was like crazy. It was like, just complete chaos. Um, but like one of those bands that like, you know, huge rap rock influence on the, on the coming rap rock artists. Um,
0: Oh, well, uh, well. two things I wanted to ask you about. One is the, um, kind of the, one thing that's not talked about is like, as far as, like, the great hip-hop groups, um, a lot of people will mention Run DMC. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were the first rock stars as far as being rappers. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to a lot of their early stuff... Heavy rock and it poem. was it was rock music. They're just yeah. they're rapping over rock music. Yeah. They were the King rock. of Rock. Yeah. Um if you listen to Walk This Way, uh Rock Box. Mm-hmm. Okay, they didn't really vary their song titles. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what they had another one called uh Mary Mary. Yeah. Um uh, so, but like they're their early songs, probably from their first three albums,
1: mm-hmm.
0: were heavy rock influence. I think
1: Tricky had a rock riff Tricky, on that. Yeah. Tricky? They
0: sample My Sharona. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah do you they think that's? I, I feel like
0: those are... People want to say Radio C is a great rap group, but want to ignore those rock songs. Like, you don't want to you don't care. Like some people don't care for King of, for King of rock, Mm -hmm. but they rather listen to uh, um, the way it is Mm -hmm. instead or, or or maybe tricky because it's um, a little bit, but, or, you know, just skip on to the late eighties, early nineties and listen to like runs house or, Mm -hmm. or down with the King. But I feel like they're, Influence, like some people don't think they belong in the rock and roll Hall of Fame, but like if you listen to their music, yeah. they did
1: rock music well, the rock and roll Hall, and hall of fame is it. at this point now it's just it should just be the popular music Hall of fame because i mean that's that's what it's kind of that's what it is now It's not exclusively rock music, and I don't think it should be exclusively rock music. I've no problem with that, and yes they should are they they're in there right they're yeah, in there. yeah and they should be in there I don't see why not. <laughs> But
0: because they're not they're not rock and roll as far as you know like Boney ver's uh <laughs> definition of it or whatever <laughs> um it's like they don't belong but they clearly there's clearly an influence there's clearly an influence there, and I think you could probably say that they're the I don't know how if it what's the de- what's the difference between saying someone's the grandfather of something mm-hmm. or the godfather yeah. or the father but they're definitely an influence on new metal.
1: Yeah. Or hell listen to the song they sampled that they covered, Walk This Way. Listen to the original 70s version. I mean if you think about it Steven Tyler's kind of like they're rapping his lyrics that he was rapping. So I mean it wasn't like considered rap but I mean it was a quick fast, you know, Spoken delivery. Think about it. It was, you know, it's kind of yeah. like that. And that's um, the way it is.
0: And there were some other some other artists uh, that know we're we're running kind of long here.
1: I've been I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this entire episode, by the way. So <laughs> I hope everyone who is listening is enjoying listening to this as much as I have loved waxing poetic about <laughs> about everything we've talked about.
0: But some other some other artists that I consider rock artists. Mm-hmm. Not just not not R and B really, maybe pop, but definitely rock artists uh, that are black. Um, one uh, Funkadelic, okay, yeah, for one. Um, Lenny Kravitz, of mm-hmm. course. Um, Sly and the Family Stone. Mm-hmm. Someone I didn't think about. Uh, they may be considered a, a funk band. Yeah, but if you listen to how they played, I mean, I think it was it was rock and roll, and then they added some horns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, TV on the TV on the radio,
1: isn't that Uh, like Kanye West's favorite band? uh, Probably, I don't know. (laughs) I keep I keep meaning to check them out.
0: Um, One uh, a person that I I still think he's pretty cheesy, uh, Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> like Ghostbusters is it, it, it's pop, uh, but you know his his other songs, you know that he did with Radio Radio with a Y, and, <laughs> <laughs> and his other solo stuff is Rocky I mean, he's a guitar player.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, there's another artist named Lightspeed Champion.
2: Um.
0: And then I include, and then, well, um, I don't know if we were recording when you mentioned it. No, we weren't. Uh, but you are talking about with the song, uh, how some artists will take a song, some a black artist will take a white artist song and make it better. You said that about Proud Mary.
1: Oh, yeah, with, um, what's his name said that? Uh, John Fogarty. We was like, that's his song now. <laughs> that's <laughs> not his song, that's her song now. Bob Dylan said the same thing about Jimi Hendrix, you know, Um, and I just, I found it fun. It's like, you know, you you take that song and, you know, which was basically a blues rock song, Proud Mary, and you speed it up, you add some horns, (laughs) and and, and you keep the, you keep the, you know, like it's people, if you pull 10 people, maybe three of them know that it's a CCR song, you know, CCR being Creedence Clearwater Revival maybe three people know it's originally that everyone else. Oh yeah. That's Ike and Tina. And just, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could find the recording. Cause he talks about like how she, how her legs look good and all this stuff It's really funny. I think it was like a VH1 storytellers. And then he goes on and plays his version of it.
0: Um, I, I want to they ask you about is like someone like Tina Turner, especially like during, during the eighties with her solo stuff. Yeah. Being a genre bender.
1: I think, I think she had a heavy rock influence. Her, yeah. someone like her and, and so we did talk about the genre, like, the genre benders, the genre chameleons, if you will. Someone like a Tina Turner, someone like a, um, like a Prince, someone like a Michael Jackson, you know, loved in the black community, loved in the white community, um, able to do rock music, able to do R&B and soul music. You know, Tina Turner, you know, being able to do, um, I'm trying to think of her 80s hits and I cannot I'm drawing a blank we don't need another hero which was kind of just like a pop song but yeah private um,
0: well private dancer it's a yeah. fist of
1: pop according yeah, so, <laughs> to a previous episode well that'll make it easier on myself looking at Michael Jackson doing Billie Jean and then on the same album beat like, it. two tracks later beat it you know doing beat it won a Grammy for best rock performance yes <laughs> featuring a, a, a solo from you know an all-time great and I'm looking at this list of famous guitar players he's number four Mr. Eddie Van Halen <laughs> plays on that record. Um, do you know how much he got paid for that? Not much. Zero. Oh, he didn't do anything. He he, he it? did it for free. Good on you, he, man. He wanted he wanted the the recognition. He's like Michael Jackson. I'll do it for free. <laughs> um, and you got someone like a like Prince who can do you know Let's Go Crazy, and then in the same breath, I would die for you. So you you got them. They're able to do. Both. And not only do both, but do it well. And like and you were like, you know, when you were asking like, well, like, how did they thrive doing rock music? Because they could do they could do R and B so well as well. And it spoke to both. They did so well, you're just like, I don't know which one you are, so I'm gonna like both.
0: Yeah, to where it doesn't um it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're doing more of the same or do you have to be you have to do different things just so uh I'm not saying that you're trying to please everyone. I mean, you're making the music that you want to make.
1: Well, and that's what I think it really is. Like, artists like that like a lot of different types of music. Prince probably, well, I'm not going to say Prince probably, Prince likes a lot of different music. Like, we've heard that through his career. I mean, like, you could even say, look at a song like Cream, which, like, has blues, rock, and, like, a little bit of rockabilly influence in there. Like, it's he, I, I think, you're like, when you get into musicians, white or black, that have a that are like really just like have an appreciation of music and are like really musically educated. One genre is not enough for them. Like they like everything. And I think Prince, an artist like Prince is like that. He likes everything. And it comes across.
0: I think with the current artists, you could probably say someone like Bruno Mars. Yeah. He likes everything. Um, Even though I've made a joke about it, but (laughs) (laughs) on an orthodox jukebox uh, locked out of heaven,
1: yeah. Sound like the police? Yeah, he likes, and so that's what you get with artists like that, and that's why they're gonna go from, and if you do it well enough, you can excel at it, but a lot of times record companies get very nervous about that because they want to put you in.
0: Yeah, you're supposed. Yeah, you, you know, gotta if fit you're gonna, If you're gonna do a certain genre, you also have to look a certain way. Yeah,
1: which I don't think is. Um, it's not really necessary. No, but they want you. They just want you to fit, in like a little. So when you have that, you got to be good at doing everything you got to be or you got to have the success to where no one can tell, you no. (laughs) it's one or the other. And Michael Jackson had the success to where, like, you're going to stop him. No, you're not (laughs) like let him do the song. Yeah. Yeah. um,
0: So uh, I guess what's the. If you look at someone like we mentioned before, you know, if you are black with an acoustic guitar in the nineties, <laughs> <90s>, you're Hootie. <laughs> so with Hootie and the Blowfish, his name is not Hootie. His, his name Darius. is Darius.
1: Darius uh, from South Carolina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, if you, I feel like he may have been a, I don't want to say victim, but kind of be, trying to be put in that box, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: he was a like who do you, it was their rock pop band. Mm-hmm. Right. And when he went solo, he did that. He, he made this R and B album.
1: And I feel like he probably did it under pressure.
0: Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's what I, I was getting to. Of okay. course there. It's like, do you think he was like pressured to do that, to make that? Because he's really like, he's, he's been doing country music ever since. And he's had yeah. great so success. So much success.
1: To where he's to probably where, like, I should have started this earlier.
0: Um, well, he probably wanted to, though.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: he wanted to, but it's like, well, we
1: want you to do this R&B album instead. And it's and I felt like he did it probably because people like, you got to prove you're black. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do? No, you don't. What does that have to do? Yeah, you it's just like, and I really feel like because he went to what might have been like the blackest label at the time, Hidden Beach. Like, he with the Hidden Beach. Like, this is the label that had Jill Scott, people. <laughs> and they were doing the albums you said your mom used to have the, um, with the jazz covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he had Jill Scott on a song on that album, like, to give even more credence. And it's just like, he didn't have to make that record. Like, he didn't have to. I really do feel like who was you have to prove that you're
0: playing. That might be the title episode. <laughs>
1: Like I guarantee you though, somebody in his camp at the time was like, "Yeah, man, you need to make a record, man. Show these cats because it was Quincy Jones. Was Show, these, <laughs> Show these cats that you got soul." And he went out and made a record. And I and you know what's really funny. I swear to God, I saw somebody that I follow on Instagram saying this was one. That was one of their favorite songs. This is my world, my earworm. Saying that was one of their favorite songs ever.
0: He, he does have a song with Jill Scott. <laughs> And to even prove more that he's black, he has a song with Snoop Dogg.
2: Oh, son.
1: He got the rap feature. And he did one record like that. And he was probably like, this is not who I am. Even though he had a song on their title, this is who I am. (laughs) So he probably said that, like, this is not who I am. And he went back to what he did well, which, you know, something that made, you know, cracked rear view one of the best-selling records of the 90s and of all time. He he went back to basically singing country music. Yeah. Um, and he's been successful ever since. So it's, it wasn't a matter of...
0: Uh, I mean, you, you kind of feel like he was trying to do something that it's, it's not who he was. No. I mean, he may like R&B music, but his voice and his writing does not fit that. <laughs> uh, does not fit true R&B. So, um, it just, it just wasn't going to work. Uh, but you know, yeah, since then he has been able to, uh, carve out this career as a country Mm -hmm. singer songwriter and, um, but it's not like he's, it's looked it it may be looked down upon because that's one of those genres to where it's considered, it's considered white music. Yeah, you consider it a sellout if you do and, it. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I I don't agree and I don't agree with it. I mean the only like he's from South Carolina. <laughs> he went to the University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, if he was like Darius Rucker from like the, like Brooklyn and he, <laughs> and he ends up being this country artist
1: it would just be it would be kind of weird odd. yeah <laughs> it'd be very odd like, like, like
0: how do you go to, like doing country music and you're like if if, it, if he's from Brooklyn his
1: whole family's from Brooklyn and he's like <laughs> he's I want to doing- be a country singer Th- that's the movie like that's a movie <laughs> Darius from Brooklyn that's the movie <laughs> so I mean but it's it's the same thing can be said you know um, You know, a skinny white kid from from the UK I want to play blues looks weird but it's been done so yeah. you know so yeah I mean it's kind of like you know looking at I don't know and I guess that's just my thing like you know looking at where he where, what he did you know it's like you know it just it was it wasn't it wasn't the cool thing like you were the odd kid like I guess I was yeah. the odd kid that played guitar you know
0: Well, it was like, uh, I think I I may have mentioned this on the podcast as well, but uh, when I was in high school, it was during Spirit Week, and we had like Celebrity Day, Mm -hmm. and this one black kid, so this was like 2000, uh, (laughs) this one black kid came in, dressed as Fred Durst.
2: (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? I'm not
1: gonna lie. Back then, Fred Durst was kind of cool. So, Lip Biscuit was the hot thing. In yeah, that was. So, what he just came in like a white T-shirt, khakis, and a backwards New York Yankees He had hat? he had
0: a red Yankees hat. Oh God. He had a guitar. I don't think Durst played Fred guitar. Fred Durst did not play guitar. No, I, I think that was just to further I, illustrate. Just further illustrate. But he had a uh, he had he had a white tee. He had like the cargo cargo shorts with chucks.
1: Oh God. He's That's dressed funny. like Fred Durst. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I guess, like, who are you? I'm Limp Biscuit. <laughs> like, your whole, your all of, I'm all of Limp Biscuit.
0: <laughs> well, would have made it funnier if he uh, was dressed as what was his name? West Borland. Yeah, West Borland with the, with, make. Like,
1: the <laughs> huge contacts and yeah, that dude looked weird. He was the glue that held that band together, though. Yeah, A few people know that. Once he left, just <laughs> they were done. Yeah. Um. Anything else you
0: want to add about just the black people?
1: It's just, you know, of course, you know, you've sat here and you heard us talk about it, but just remember it didn't start with Hendrix. It didn't end with Hendrix. Um, it didn't even end with with, with with Darius Rucker. It didn't end with Lenny Kravitz. You know, there's still plenty of of not just black rock being made, but just like the influence can be heard. You know, go out and and just read a little bit, learn a little bit. You'll hear some good music, I promise. Like, you know, go and listen to you know some some old blues guitar players and and to really get an idea um of of where the music really kind of came from and and challenge yourself to really just you know no matter how you do it break down early rock music and really listen to hear how blues had that influence you know and and you'll just be able to trace it you know trace it from 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 old blues to to um to rock music to to metal to all you know everything hell even go back and trace it to country blues you'll you'll still see the influence there like it all comes from that.
0: And I think you know. also part of that is it's going to mm-hmm. take some digging. I mean, a lot of the um the artists that I include on this playlist aren't that aren't popular. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to you have to do some uh some digging to even find black artists who weren't doing something that would be considered strictly R and B or strictly hip hop. You have, you know, I was looking for artists that kind of sounded a little different. Yeah. And there are a lot of, there are going to be some of them that you never heard of. And it takes some, it's going to take some, some digging and some, uh, just some listening closely just to, and you'll, you'll hear the influences yeah. I think mm-hmm. immediately. Um, and kind of, and you'll get an idea of how far music has come mm-hmm. and kind of the real influence that, that black artists have had
2: mm-hmm.
0: for
1: decades. Mm-hmm. So for a century even. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to go back on um, and talk about like, well, I'm not going to go there, because then looking at, at, like, you know, from the blues, from, you know, the, the the first, you know, song, verse, first chorus songs and Tin Pan Alley and looking at where it came from from opera. Well, maybe one day, but not yeah. tonight.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: but it's the the influence is there. And, you know, just because. I think it also takes like some, maybe it takes training of the ears. Mm -hmm. And in some cases it took, you know, it takes access to certain things to where only a few prominent black artists have gotten out as far as their music being heard and, um, being respected, Mm -hmm. even though it's not this genre that it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, that's why, like, like you said, with Hendrix, he's like like the first name you think of.
1: Yeah, and it's because and then if you're a hipster, then it's Robert Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a lot. A lot of it has to do with the fact that Jimi Hendrix could write. Like that's that's one thing too that like really kind of you know because are there technically better players than Jimi Hendrix? Yes, but they're not as good of a writer as he is. And I think that's what really makes people stick out. Like. Not only were they really good at their instrument, but they wrote really good songs, so people bothered to listen to them to hear them innovate, and that's also a big part of it. Because if Jimmy Hendrix wrote crap songs, he's just another session player. <laughs> that's just you know, that's the truth. Like if we saw in hired gun, a lot of those people they're like, "Oh, I wasn't the best writer, so <laughs> I became a session player."
0: And there were other artists who they played guitar. And that was kind of a statement a where just by playing guitar in general
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, meant a certain thing. Yeah. But there were certain there were players who would take those blues or rock influences and put it in R&B and, um, and you know, make
1: it sound a little different. You mm-hmm. mentioned um, Ernie Isley. Ernie Isley. Huge. Like, um, listen to Who's That Lady? You didn't, not a lot of fuzz guitar solos in <laughs> <laughs> R&B music. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it um you look at ray parker junior
0: despite his cheesiness yeah. um you can look at um i just slipped my mind well you know you can just look um mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah it, it like i said it, it'll take some digging but you'll definitely hear the influence of um, just of black people in music in general and it extends far beyond hip hop and r&b
1: um, and we're more than yeah. just rappers. <laughs> <laughs> we're more than just rappers. I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that the other with 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 Trump Jr.? What did he say? Um, to where like someone said something that basically Donald Trump doesn't know any black people, <laughs> and basically Donald Trump Jr. says or or like uh that that he doesn't like black people. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump Jr. is like, he knows all these rappers. That was like the first thing he said.
2: Why, Donald they used to Trump say knows they wanted, a lot of rappers because they, 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 they wanted to make to money him. like him. Yeah, that was yeah. They
0: weren't was. thinking politically about him. No one knew what he thought back then. To make money like
1: him. no one saw him on Oprah. <laughs> like they, they're just like oh that billionaire guy that owns all the buildings in New York City. Yeah, i would be like him. Yeah, I'll get his money.
0: Like, it's just, a, it, like, like with the Nelly song, Country Grammar, mm-hmm. when he says, Bill Gates, like, Donald Trump, Bill Gates, let me yeah, in, y'all, yeah. he's not talking about politics. No. <laughs>
1: he's talking about money. So that'll do it for our discussion on the... He seemed a lot cooler in Home Alone, too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that! I saw a picture to where uh, they show they had a picture of him in Home Alone, and then Rob Schneider because of what he said to John Lewis, mm-hmm. and then someone said Home Alone Two just keeps getting
1: worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: Um, all right, so we'll get to my errum of the week uh, next week. Um, it may be required viewing for all black people to see black Panther.
1: Oh, is that next week? On
0: the 16th. Damn,
1: I got to see when the store Ragnarok come out so I can, I, I can't see them out of order. I just can't.
0: <laughs> um, so the, the soundtrack, I don't know if, I don't think it's out yet, but, uh, it will be very soon. Um, let me see if it's out yet. It's still in theaters. It's not, a. uh. The soundtrack isn't out yet, uh, but a couple of singles have come out.
1: Kendrick um, did it, right? Kendrick Lamar?
0: Yeah. Well, Top Dog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, song the first single that came out, I just started listening to it. I like it. It is um, All the Stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. Uh, the video came out a couple of days ago. Um, and... Uh, yeah it's a really good it's a really good song i want i'm i'm excited about the about the movie um and uh i saw somebody tweet um uh, one of these journalists needs to ask donald trump uh to point out Wakanda on a map
1: yes i, I saw that too He's, they offered they like they said them like fifty bucks or something that they did
0: <laughs> so um we'll play uh All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA, and we will be right back. from the Black Panther
1: soundtrack. Are you happy that they... Because I remember... us. Do you remember us talking about this movie back in college when it was rumored that Tyrese was going to play Black Panther and John Singleton was going to direct? Yes. Aren't you glad they waited? <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Yeah, because I imagine if it was, it'd probably be the same people that made like the first um, Fantastic Four and it would have been Oh, I thought it was I
0: thought it was Tyrese's Luke Cage. Oh,
1: no, it might have been. So who was going to be... What? But I know like, it, well, they're looking at John, um, Singleton. John Singleton
0: to direct Black Panther, though. Yeah.
1: Still. I'm so glad they waited. Or Antoine Fuqua. That could have been... I think Antoine Fu- Fuqua... I can't say his name. Fuqua might have done it justice, but I don't think John Singleton might. I'm, I'm just glad they waited because it's got the Marvel machine behind it. And it's everything they touch turns to gold, so they'll do it justice. So looking forward to it. So let me know if you want to see it, let me know. Cause I'm, I am, we'll see this movie. I just got to see Thor first.
0: Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I, I kind of, well, I don't know if I want to go opening night.
1: Oh, I'm not going opening night. <laughs> I'm probably going to go honestly. And I mean, I know it's so a far, well, we'll talk about this off camera. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. Um,
0: but I guess it's required uh, black people viewing for this year. So everyone be there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Um, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found?
1: Well, if you're watching us, as we say, you've already found our Facebook page. So thanks for watching. We truly do appreciate (laughs) it. Um, If you aren't watching us, then you should. The next time that we come on, you should watch us. Um, check our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you want to check out our website, it's um, by the time you hear this dot com, the WWW, if you want to go old school, um, spelled with the word you. If you want to find us on Instagram, IG, we are at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter u, And that is because we're upstanding, upstanding. but yes so yeah check us out on instagram drop us a line you can slide in our dms or you can uh comment on a picture or you know do whatever um you can also email us at uh by the time you hear this also spelled with the letter u at gmail.com drop us a line we'd love to hear you if you'd like to hear us find us on podomatic you can find us on itunes um apple podcast player something like that yeah yeah i use it every day i should know what it is by now hold on (laughs) let me look at this thing here oh by the way
0: iphone is just it's a podcast app
1: carolina one by the way they play duke yes um yeah just it just says podcast so if you got an iphone just go to the thing that says podcast and type in the name of our podcast it'll come up i promise you um if you're looking for us on an android device we are on google music the orange triangle thing that says music under it. Click on that type of thing. You'll find us. Um, some of the aggregator websites like Castbox, auto radio. You can find us on there. it podcast player, which is really cool because you can look for podcasts in your area. Tune in radio because it is like, like a DVR for your radio. Like you can pause live radio. You can rewind it. You can record stuff and they have podcasts. So check us out. Um, yeah, we really think it's cool that you're listening. If you are listening, we appreciate it. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So, um this was our first uh podcast of the month for Black History Month. So we'll have another black people topic next mm-hmm. time. Uh um, five
1: artists you thought were white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, who white five black artists co opted. <laughs> oh my god, hootie's black. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we could do five artists you thought
1: were white. <laughs> I feel like that'd be so messed up, but, like, you know that first person that when they found out Darius Rucker was black, they were like, no way. <laughs> like, I saw the new Hootie video, and, like, they had some black dude, like, lip-syncing the words. I don't know where Hootie was. Yeah, uh, man. Um, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> you seen the movie Jerry Maguire? Not all of it. I've There's a scene with, with Cuba Gooding Jr. where he, um, like the scene where they're at the NFL draft, and he's wearing like a, a button-down shirt, jeans, and a baseball cap, and mm-hmm. he has a goatee, and a kid walks up to him, "Are you Hootie?"
1: <laughs> I guess that was a timely joke back then. Yeah, it was '95. Yeah, so. <laughs> um. So what should
0: we end the show with?
1: Cult of personality.
0: Yeah. Cult of personality. Let me anticipate. Here we go. All right. Cult of personality by living color. And, um, these are guys with those. Uh, it was a metal band and these mm-hmm. guys had dreadlocks hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, if they came out
1: today, do you think they'd be more popular? Nah, because metal is just not that popular. Like, rock music in general is just not that popular right now. Yeah.
0: Still hard to sell. Uh, So, we'll end the show with Cult of Personality by Living Color. And we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Peace. Peace.
3: And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
2: I'm cultural personality I know your anger I know your dreams I've been everything you want to be Oh, I'm the cultural personality I Like Mussolini and Kennedy I'm the cultural personality I'm the smiling face on your TV. Oh, I'm the cult of personality. I explore you, still you love like me. I tell you one in one makes three. Oh, I'm the cult of personality.